0: Plot, Daredevil, 2003. Heading. Actions. Add a new plot. Written by John Wiggins. In the roughest part of New York City called Hell's Kitchen, there lives a boy named Matt Murdock and his father, who is a boxer. One day, Matt ran into a industrial accident and became blind after his eyes were exposed to a toxic chemical, but it also gave him other supernatural senses. Then, his father was killed by a mysterious figure. Matt, who is now a lawyer by day, he is also Daredevil who hunts criminals by night. He then, met and fell in love with Natchios, a daughter of a wealthy tycoon. But. What Matt does not know is that a wealthy executive going by the name Kingpin has hired another super-enhanced human named Bullseye, who always hits his target to eliminate Daredevil and Electra. Now, the two must stop Bullseye and the Kingpin. Written by Emekazan, he dwells in a world of external night, but the blackness is filled with sounds and scents, tastes and textures that most cannot perceive. Although attorney Matt Murdock is blind, his other four senses function with superhuman sharpness. By day, Murdock represents the downtrodden. At night he is Daredevil, a masked vigilante stalking the dark streets of the city, a relentless avenger of justice. For daredevil justice is blind, and for the guilty, there's hell to pay. Voice over off. When you're blind and watching movies,
1: what will you find?
2: A blind superhero. And welcome to Citizen White King. Hi! Hey! This is the podcast where um, we don't see movies, but movies attempt to see us. Um, and today we are talking about the movie Daredevil. Yay! And I am I am sure
1: that this uh, this might be the first movie, maybe the first movie, that uh, comes to mind when you're thinking of, uh, give me a movie with a, a blind main character.
2: Yeah, it is kind of a very classic thing that I feel like that's, yeah, one of the first ones that someone would ask if you say, and I was like, did we do this too early on? But then I'm like, there's also a TV show about Daredevil, so I'm sure we'll get to more Daredevil stuff. I don't think we're completely, yeah.
1: We should, yeah, and we should totally talk about the TV show. I have not seen all of it, but I have seen the first season.
2: Oh, yeah, which I did not get through the first season. I, like, I I watched... Like a decent amount of it. I mean, maybe not a decent amount of it, but I watched like three or four episodes because I keep thinking I only watch like one, but that's not true. But I was just kind of got tired after a while. It's very dark. That is true. Oh, and I know the
1: song introduced us, but um, we should oh, probably yeah. introduce ourselves. <laughs> that might help.
2: <laughs> um, I'm Sky McLeod, and I'm Melissa Buckta. We need like catchphrases, like um, the something. I don't know something. <laughs> we'll so, figure it we'll, we'll figure, figure it, it out, out. <laughs> um but yeah so but yes
1: yes we are talking about the 2003 movie daredevil starring uh Fleck himself oh <laughs> ben affleck which oh my god now you know he can join the club of of actors that have been both in uh, marvel and dc movies
2: oh yeah that's true there's it's a
1: small club but there's there's a few uh, so we're, today we're talking about the two thousand and three movie Daredevil, starring Bat Fleck himself, yes, Ben Affleck, also uh, Jennifer Gardner, and a pre Iron Man director, uh, John Favreau.
2: Right? Yeah, it is um, definitely a what uh, would be the right word? Like some what's to come? It's it's yeah. Well, this is five
1: years before the the MCU started. Uh, yeah, because Iron Man came out in 2008. So yeah, this is yeah,
2: it is really early on. I feel like they've rebooted. I, oh yeah, it's most entirely definitely. rebooted. Well, and
1: it's interesting watching watching this movie and having watched all of the MCU so far. This like tonally is incredibly different. Yeah. from from anything in, in the MCU. It's not yeah funny.
2: It's yeah. It's, that he, is it's really absolutely true. humorless. Like I, it is funny though, because it's very. It's kind of bad and oh in yeah, ways. yeah, It is
1: funny. I, I was
2: laughing at things that
1: were not meant to be laughed at, and I I went into this and I and of course I I saw this in theaters with a group of, of blind friends. Oh, you saw it with blind people. Mm-hmm. Now, not we we are all obviously we're all varying degrees of blindness, but but yeah. yeah but it was a it was our. Like fun date, like we all got together and we're like, oh hell yeah, we're all gonna yeah, go see Daredevil. You had blind friends when you were young. I well, when I when I was in middle school, high school, I actually found out that blind people exist. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not the only blind person in the world, uh, but yeah, no, I had a couple of. Um, there was a handful of us. There were like six Aww. of us.
2: That's so nice. I like tried to do that in high school, but we had to like be really on the down low. I did have like a friend who was in my video classes and we had this thing where we would do a blind high five, which would just be like we would go to high five and then we just completely missed. And it was like a joke that we had. And (laughs) I really loved that. And I appreciated like kind of that him going along with that kind of dumb humor but um but that was I I really wanted that camaraderie and I feel like it was it wasn't really available like we weren't I don't know why but we weren't really allowed to like you know if we were a gang of people then you would have to deal with like kind of multiplying the Prejudice of other people, you know, so I feel like you just kind of had to be separate just because you didn't want to draw too much attention to your eyesight or something. I mean, I don't, that's not how I felt, but I feel like that was kind of like what it felt like. So I was kind of, yeah. People mostly
1: just left us alone, that's honestly, because nice. a lot of people, yes, it was very nice, because honestly, a lot of people. Especially in high school, don't know how to react to a disabled person. Oh yeah, definitely. You either get hate or confusion.
2: Right, right, right. Exactly. That's yeah, exactly. Uh, Yeah, and I got both. So yeah, I think we all get both. Also,
1: (laughs) yeah. All all I can say is thank God for King Career Center. Anyway, um, yeah. So so it was so it was a big day. It was me and my blind friends, and we were all going to go to the theaters to see this movie. Um, and I remember really. Enjoying myself at the at the time, I don't remember actively hating it at the time. We all cheered and had a had a really good time, and you know, um, but it's definitely not it's definitely not the suit a superhero movie where I came out and I'm like, yeah,
2: man, I wish I was Daredevil. <laughs> Ugh, I wish I could do all that stuff. Ugh. That's so funny. I I definitely had a different experience in that I because I'm a little bit younger, so I was 10 when I came out, um, and my dad makes comics, so we, like, would go to, like, every single superhero movie, like, that was kind of, like, you just, you were expected to do that, um, <laughs> and so I, from a very young age, would have seen all of them, and I remember, because I was diagnosed at 15 so this was five years before I got any sort of diagnosis there was any recognition of me being blind and I remember loving it so much and coming out of it and my dad was like yeah it's not not really very good and I was like what do you mean it was so cool he was blind and like and I definitely <laughs> wanted to be him because I think coming from it, like the experience of being undiagnosed and that like just having any representation of a blind person and, like, being able to actually relate to anyone, like, in a movie was so fun. Oh,
1: hell yeah. I mean, I, I, no, I totally get that. I mean, I think this was long before I'd ever even watched Avatar because I hadn't watched Avatar in, until college. And I mean, obviously, Toph Fong blows, any blind character out of the water, just saying. Yeah, I, well, I, I agree. It,
2: it was definitely, it, it predated it, and we're, like, on it. So we're seeing things in theaters, so that's why.
1: Yeah, um, but I, I do remember actively, like, Cheering, all so it was just this our group of people cheering when he beats up the bullies in the alleyway with his cane. Yeah,
2: that is so freaking so fun. I cheered literally watching it alone in my room. I was like, yes. (laughs) I think I think I literally verbalized excitement. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it is very exciting because you just kind of like I don't know you feel very vulnerable when you like are walking around with a cane and like as much as it's nice to have people recognize that it's still a very vulnerable like feeling that you get and so I you,
1: if you knew how
2: you could really fuck up someone's day with a cane it's just so nice because you like you're like I'm when you're walking alone you're like okay well I'm just projecting to everyone that I can't see them so they can fuck with me and I'm not going to be able to identify them in a lineup so they can kind of do whatever they want. Like... uh like that's what's going through my head. So the idea of like, actually no, you have a weapon that you could use at any time is always like just like, Yes, you're right. I do have a weapon, I could use it
1: anytime. Oh, my karate teacher used to <laughs> grab my cane from me all the time and do really cool shit with it. <laughs> <was> just, like
2: <laughs> Not fair because he wouldn't teach me the, that's, the white belt. That's it. <laughs> okay, so I have heard that there are like cane self-defense classes and I want to do that that's so bad.
1: Amazing. Yes. But
2: it, please. it's I it's hard because it's like like, you have to, I guess, to get enough people who want to take that is, like, hard in a geographical location. So, and I imagine it would be difficult to do that online,
1: yeah. but... I mean, so basically, I've said all this to say that um, I didn't nearly hate this movie as much as I thought I was going to hate it. Yeah. I really went in going, "Jeez, I have to watch freaking Daredevil. Like, <laughs> oh my god, this is going to be terrible. I'm like, you know... I'm not gonna say it's a competent yeah, <laughs> movie. Yeah. But um I had a good time. It's I had really, a really good time.
2: Yeah, it is definitely um yeah. It's it's interesting. Um like I don't think it's very good objectively, so I get that, but I also think it is very fun. Like I, it was just weirdly enough, I was more like just kind of like excited and like in for the ride than any of the movies we've done so far like it was just <laughs> there's just such a like uh, it's so frenetic but like also yes. so ridiculous and so over the top and cheesy in ways that like are very funny because it is so ridiculous this is like er, like it is early 2000s yeah. and it has evanescence oh, two two ev- evanescence know, the, songs I know, the second song. I couldn't believe it. I had forgotten
1: about those. I had, And I was like, my God, this is so on the freaking nose. It's it is so, so hard. It's so bad. But I, how can you not, like, be like, yeah, like, it's Jennifer Gardner mmm. wearing skin-tight leather pants, <laughs> um, getting her workout on to, like, bring me to life. Ah! <laughs> Girl power. And then
2: she fucking dies
1: yeah sorry spoiler alerts for 2003 daredevil
2: yeah no spoilers (laughs) in this movie podcast where we're talking about the whole movie Um,
1: (laughs) however fun fact uh she learned how to work those uh, scythes is not the right term her weapons that she uses forks tritons i don't know but she learned how to do this herself oh
2: it's like did um Affleck learn how to do the studs and yeah, stuff? Yeah, I know about that. I don't know. <laughs> I, I didn't get that far. But yeah. Jen,
1: but I can tell you that Jennifer Gardner learned how to do all that herself.
2: It It is pretty awesome that, like, the defining, like, girl... Well, because wasn't she wearing, like... More clothes. I read something that said that she was wearing more clothes because she was like, I got to do the fucking stunt so you can't put me in like a very like scantily clad outfit. Oh, thank
1: God. I hadn't, I hadn't read, I hadn't read that, but even the outfit she was wearing, I was like, hmm. they're all like that always.
2: Super impractical, but whatever. I know. And then the
1: boys, you know, the boys get to wear like full body suits.
2: See? Right. They're because their face is
1: covered up. Well, I mean, Daredevils partially is. and I not, not yeah really. that's true. Well, Meaning that the males get to wear clothes, right? Well, they, yeah, they <laughs> have a whole <laughs> lady camp disguise. Wear. But if a lady is a superhero,
2: yeah. then no, she has to be scantily clad, tight leather
1: pants, and a which
2: Ben Affleck like is, is like a sex symbol sometimes. I mean, now he's kind of I think been me too so not so much anymore. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he was. What did he want? <laughs> Sorry. I'm good. I'm good. No, I'm good. I am pretty sure he was. It's just now he's I just been have me never. Too, so I've never heard. Anymore. I've never
1: heard Ben Affleck and sex symbol in the same sentence. <laughs>
2: really? Yes. <laughs> I thought that. Was, I think that's a real thing. Okay, I'm gonna take your word for it. Um. I mean, what do I know? I'm blind. Um, I
1: don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But okay, you know what? I'll give you this. I will give you this. Ben Affleck has a very nice voice.
2: Yeah. He is a, he's a. I don't, I don't think he's that bad. I mean, now that I know, like that he's not, doesn't seem like maybe he's not a good person. That makes it like less. Like yeah. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I've I, I I I don't know. Yeah. But uh yeah no I, uh I I would say he is a very he's a very nice voice and yeah
2: uh
1: I, pretty much believed him through all of the super cheesy voiceover narration
2: yeah it is oh my gosh there's so much cheesiness
1: it's great i mean the music is obviously the music is cheesy (laughs)
2: um
1: oh man it's colin farrell's character just oh my god I, i can't i don't even know where to start um yeah he just is I always, I always want to say, like, Colin's Fair character was pulled, like, straight out of 1994 and dropped in this movie. But, I, I don't know. It felt, it felt, this movie feels so 90s and it came out in I know, I was
2: thinking the exact same thing. It is so extremely 90s. And, like, I think that at the beginning of a decade is kind of, like, you're still ending the last one. So, I think that's part of it, probably. But it is far more 90s, I think. But it does have that very early aunts feeling as well. I, I mean, Evanescence definitely help set the scene for that um but just like I feel like the politics of it are like very specifically okay I guess yeah during that time period that's how we thought about women (laughs) that's how we thought about healthy relationships and that's how we thought about like um like oh my gosh like did the um kingpin
1: okay i have to say though um out of all of the kingpins that i have seen out of all the iterations of the kingpin i have seen and i've seen a few uh michael clark duncan is actually
2: my favorite I, I thought it was a great performance <laughs> and i was reading something and he was l- saying like i've like apparently there was so much backlash which is like so did, i mean the scene like the first scene you see him in the f- like I don't know. He just exu- like he is the kingpin. He is the kingpin. And uh, I think it's a great uh, performance but Essentially also, like for me, I was like, okay, so the only blank character is a is villain. Is the villain?
1: I know, which is what
2: the, I thought the entire time. And then I looked it up, and apparently, people were mad because he wasn't black in the comics. I was like, oh right, so this is two thousand and three, where we're so far behind. I know, but but he was so cool, though. Like you
1: look at you he look at Wilson cool. Fisk in the comics, and he's this giant, gross white man.
2: Yeah, no, he made it a lot cooler. Like I kind of like. You know, you kind of wanted to know what was going on with him more. I feel like he was more of, like, you could kind of, you're interested in him more than, I mean, Bullseye It's a very, yeah, It's a, I don't know why neither of us are able to really pinpoint exactly. I don't. I mean, it's ironic because he's be- Bullseye. Yeah, right.
1: <laughs> Maybe because he just, I don't know, he just makes me feel
2: weird. Well, I don't really know why. It's it's very unclear what his motivations are. Like he's just he just wants to kill people, I guess. Right. Well, I mean he works he works for the kingpin. The king. Well, I mean
1: he, kingpin hires him out of Ireland. we're I'm um, assuming he works he works for the kingpin because he's the kingpin's assassin slash hitman. And then all of a sudden, uh, he just wants to kill Daredevil because Daredevil supposedly <laughs> killed Elektra's dad. However. Wait, bullseye. Bullseye killed Electra's dad because he used Daredevil's weapon to kill right. Electra's dad. So he complete like, he completed that job. Like is he just pissed off because right. Daredevil, quote unquote, bested him, and
2: now he's just like, well, um, he's gotta go. Right. Well, because is that is when he has that speech in the clock tower? Isn't he like, well, you know, this one's for me, like to kill yeah, Daredevil. Yeah. This is for one, him, or- This one's just for me. Which, yeah, Yeah. why? Like, and then I guess, yeah, it's very unclear why he cares that much and why, because he's like very focused on killing people in a way that he's not just, he's not like a hitman in a way that he's like, this is a job. It's like, no, there seems to be some intrinsic value to killing people for him. Well, this was before. I think
1: this was before um, Barry. we were <laughs> this was before we were exploring like actually exploring the villains. Well yeah I think know, like having Barry movie.
2: existing after this. Well I mean but it does try to start that like I feel like it's like we're going to explore the ethics of I think yeah watching Barry and Watchmen that are 2000, 2019 shows there's definitely I'm coming with a far more like we've just in the culture gone way ahead of this movie like it's like yeah i mean very edgy to be like is killing just is killing as revenge for killing really okay right well and yes and and, And that's the whole you know and
1: unfortunately for this movie it's very it is black and white you know these are the these are the bad guys these are the good guys the good guys Get the bad guys And there there isn't the enough There isn't a lot of room For gray area But yes I do think you're right I think the people Who are living in the gray In this movie Are father uh, I can't remember his name But the father That Matt that Matt goes to see Well he's often.
2: I don't even think Living in the gray I feel like he's kind of The moral center Of the movie True Yeah Which I guess I would I Because I feel like Matt is The one living In the kind of The Heart of the gray area in a way because he's like really i don't know yeah do you think that's wrong i mean well i don't know
1: if he's so much living in the in the gray area in the beginning he straight up kills that guy he
0: well yeah yeah, yeah. technically
1: technically the subway train killed him
2: but he He could have saved him right he straight up kills a guy yeah he get very early on which like it is interesting, and I wonder, like in the mindset of o three, this probably wasn't, but like the because I think there was a lot of more cavalierness to violence. Um, but it was really just like I think shocking now because you wouldn't have you don't like start a movie with someone that you're asking to empathize with killing someone that is a rapist. Which also like the fact that he was going to like court for being a rapist like sure. that doesn't really have no at all. no. I mean you don't you feel no
1: like at least I didn't feel no like, you don't feel, you feel any no sympathy, sympathy for, for the guy him. that he kills yeah I mean it's yeah exactly he was a he's a bad guy he's a rapist you know honestly the planet's probably better off without him however. Right. It's, is that your decision to make?
2: Right. And, and like, such a violent... As opposed to, like, putting him in a situation where... I mean, this is a problem generally with, like, really the best way to deal with rapists is to not have any rape culture. Because that's... Once someone's raped someone, you've already lost that battle, you know, in a way. And our legal system never deals with them in any sort of realistic way. Like, they just... You basically... Can, in this country, it doesn't matter if you rape someone you don't it's, you're it's very unlikely you'll see any consequences um, which fucking sucks. Um, but which is why I was like, wow, I got it all the way to the court case like, you know, whatever but um <laughs> but yeah, I mean I don't have any sympathy for this guy, so it's not like, yeah, it is definitely you're not thinking oh my gosh he killed an innocent person but it is like a very gruesome way to kill someone so I'm like oh gosh this guy's a rapist but now like you're having to live with the fact that you like genuinely killed someone and that's like I don't want either to be you know like I don't want to have to experience either of those things be either being a rapist or (laughs) killing someone both seem like bad you know and it doesn't it's like two wrongs don't make a right I don't know but yeah, it's not very non-violent communication. But I guess that's my
1: uh, that's my argument for for at least for for Daredevil, for Matt uh, Murdoch, Daredevil's real name, Matt Murdoch. <laughs> lawyer by day, crime fighter by night. Um, I guess that's my argument if, if, as far as he's he's black and white. Like you know, he, right? He thinks what you know he thinks what he's doing and how he's doing it is is Just right. And obviously, he learns something. He learns because he doesn't kill the kingpin. Right. Right. And he could have, he could have very well have killed him.
2: Which is funny because in the end he says, well, you'll have to like deal with this in prison, which it's like, well, so now you you trust the the courts, which kind of true though, because like a rapist going, a white rapist going to jail, not likely. A black guy going to jail, very likely, you know? So maybe he However, just knows the criminal justice system for being a lawyer. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean. However, you have to you have to look at it through the lens of uh, it's a comic book movie, right. and he's the kingpin, and he will go on trial and get out of it, obviously, or he'll go to jail and get out of it.
2: Right. Well, and that's the big thing at the end. We're kind of jumping around, but he's like, um, like you can tell people that it's me who killed you, but they won't believe that a blind guy did this to you. So, or not killed you. I mean, beat me who up. beat you up. Um, so that's kind of like the the thing. But it is implied that he's going to go to jail, with yeah that it's just like a done deal. Which yeah he's he's a lawyer, so he should know that that's not how it works. <laughs> but he probably could go but to it, like jail for a while while it waiting. It was cool to say. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. Let's see. Oh my God. Yeah. No, we are totally jumping around. So, for those of you who haven't seen it, or maybe I don't know, have. I'm. I'm sure a lot of people have seen this movie, oh. uh, but D- Daredevil tells the story of Matt Murdock, who is a who is a blind lawyer. Well, starts out as a, as a sighted kid who right because uh, he goes blind. Right, finds out that his dad is a hitman working for essentially the kingpin, and uh, out of fear and anger, da da da, runs away. Gets almost gets hit by a truck filled with ju- that just happens to be transporting toxic waste. Of course Well that's just Happening all over
2: The place Yes
1: yes And uh, the truck Misses him uh, But in doing so Crashes into a Thing of toxic waste And he gets Sprayed like Right in the eyes With toxic waste He wakes up In the hospital And finds that He has What the movie Calls radar sense
2: Which is really funny Why is that Connected to his eyes
1: yeah, I don't know. Doesn't... Isn't it... Because it's brain? all his other senses. It's... Yeah. Yeah, it has to go it into his brain. It has to go brain, into your brain. Which
2: I think they, like, explain, but it's also, like, a little bit... Like, if it had to go into your brain through your eyes, but when it hits your brain, you get superpowers, but as it goes through your eyes, you lose your sight. doesn't make any sense. Why is that inconsistent it's... within the... It doesn't... But it's okay, because nothing in Marvel makes any scientific well, sense. Well, actually... I'm, I'm not,
1: I'm not going to try and make scientific sense out of this. That's not what I'm doing. But actually, so Daredevil was created in the 60s yeah. uh, by Stanley uh, with influences by Jack Kirby anyway. Yeah. Um, Jack Kirby. Yes. <laughs> Probably. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> but so though, I bring this up because in the 60s, um, when Marvel was coming out with all these characters, because um, I can't say like Daredevil was born right around the same time, but you had Daredevil, you had Spider-Man, and you had the X-Men. Uh, And the Fantastic Four. Right. The thing that these superheroes have in common, um, or, uh, well, not so much the X-Men, but still, the thing that these superheroes have in common is they were created during an age where we we, we were worried about... Radioactive. Right,
2: right. No, I thought about that a lot when you have like the toxic waste because you're like, this is not a thing we think about anymore. Right. So if you think about like Spider Man gets bit
1: by a radioactive spider, Fantastic Four were bathed in cosmic radiation, Daredevil is hit by toxic waste. Right. That's
2: the explanation of all of them except for like X Men are genetic. They're genetic. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, But they were created around them around the same time. Right. Anyway. So. Yeah, so this is he's he kind of comes he kind of comes from that time, yeah, and that and that, um, that source of creation.
2: Right. Well, and it is interesting to think how much that marks it in time because it is just not that is so not a thing that we really that we're really focused on anymore. Like right. there, I think you know now nuclear power is just so it's well,
1: kind of been. And if you're comparing, if you're comparing this sort of the, these origins to, like, say, DC's origins, um, you have DC superheroes, which basically, uh, except except for Batman, because he's a he's a billionaire who he doesn't have superpowers, but yeah. anyway, yeah. that's a that's a whole other story. DC's heroes are essentially gods learning how to be human. Marvel. Thor is Marvel. Though Thor is Marvel. <laughs> yes, you are correct. Truly a god. Yes, Mar- most of Marvel's heroes are humans that have been gifted with godlike powers, uh, and are learning how to yeah. deal with that.
2: There is like kind of yeah, human first, and then kind of like.
1: Yes, where whereas is as DC's heroes are all trying to relate to humanity. You know what does it mean to be human? Yeah, Marvels are just trying to like go 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 to work and uh, figure out you know how how to deal with alcoholism and yeah. paying rent. Uh, right and the human problems. Well, I have no idea where I was going with this tangent, but there it is.
2: yeah, I mean, it is a I think just like kind of giving context to Daredevil and how it's, yeah, kind of part of the the Marvel Canon. and but I think there is also like an era, I mean, I guess I don't know what what are f- um new Marvel characters that were never that were not introduced until very recently. I don't know how many of those are. I also am not a con. Don't at me, because I I might have a dad who makes comics, but I don't want to talk to, like, you know boys on the internet about comics because it's exhausting whoa whoa, um,
1: whoa 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 hang on hang on um this is a real thing everyone uh, knows what i'm talking about please note i i hear you please note please note that girls and boys both read comics only. well that's what i'm
2: saying it, but the boys are the ones who get annoyed when They're you the say loudest. anything about yeah, comics so yeah, yeah so i feel like i don't Like haven't I mean, maybe I should like own it. Then my lack of expertise, but I also I can't see, so just yeah, it's more that I get tired than anything else. And I like pick my battles, and there's because I I have to deal with film boys being a filmmaker, and then I just have to deal with that. So I have, so I'm like, okay, well, I learned the film stuff, so I'm not gonna bother with having to learn a whole other category that I have to prove myself and all these different conversations. But um, but yeah, I do think that like. The Marvel superheroes, because of, yeah, during that era, the nuclear waste thing, it's just, it's funny to me, because it is so, like, something that really mattered in the 60s to 80s, maybe, but, like, now the the commonness of nuclear power and that being like a real concern that people are having on a daily basis is just like not really a thing. I mean, like maybe we're afraid of like nuclear war still sometimes, but even that's less than it would have been during that era. Um, and it's just, it's funny to me because it, it feels very dated and it's like nuclear waste is not something that's really top of mind. Well, and <laughs>
1: as a, as a blind person, um, I don't want to say Daredevil just never resonated with me because to be to be perfectly honest, I haven't read a single Daredevil comic. This this movie was literally how I was introduced to the character. Yeah. And I still haven't read a single Daredevil comic. That's true. I can't tell if it's because it's if it's out of protest or there are just more characters that I would rather read about. Also, full disclosure, I swing more DC than I do Marvel. Uh, yeah, it's not Oh, to no, say. you gotta also say don't at me. <laughs> I know, please don't at me. I'm not saying DC's better than Marvel or Marvel's better than DC. I think they all have their no, strengths, you gotta strengths, have strengths one. and weaknesses. I know. No, right? I always
2: liked, you have to pick one. Well, I like DC, kind of going off what you are saying. I mean, now with all the movies, yeah, again. But like uh, the DC ones I feel like because of the thing you're saying about them kind of being given something from birth it feels in a way like it is more of like being born with a dis. It, it kind of goes more easily into being born with a disability or even like being queer like there is like a sense of like figuring out something about yourself and that being something that is like part of who you are and isn't something that happens to you by accident because you can be disabled by an accident but I don't have that experience so I feel like that is like I did always relate to characters that kind of had something that felt like it was um from birth though I mean it it, it is it's weird the origin stories I feel like there's always like this thing about origin stories that make it so that you have to like give people Something as opposed to like, well, that's, and, and also the X Men always bother me that they weren't more like disability because they are, they're born with a disability, but it was never a disabled metaphor. No, and it, it just was, makes me mad. Yeah, well, it's, 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 um, it's, you know, LGBTQ metaphor, right, which, but, but it's not. But that's, we don't even know if that is a genetic component. Like, they literally have genetic disorders. I mean, like, it probably does have a genetic component, but it is not, that's not the main thing about it. Like, and I feel like the main thing about X-Men is they have genetic disorders. Like, I have a genetic disorder. I also am queer, but I when I hear genetic disorder, I'm not thinking about the queerness. I'm thinking about my disability. So it is just so weird to me that they're not disabled because that's literally they literally talk about it they're like it's genetics that we have this disability this thing that changes our but abilities in, right but in the <laughs> x in the x men comics m-
1: being a mutant is i don't think and again don't qu- i can't don't quote me on this i've not read a lot of x men comics but I don't know if there if being a mutant is ever referred to as a disability. It's always it's my like, abilities.
2: Right. It's your abilities that you were born not, yeah. with that are different from everyone's else. What else does that sound like? Because <laughs> able people
1: really, really love a good old, Good old fashioned uh, story about a disabled person who triumphs and overcomes their disability and is greater than their disability. The one of the things I actually really in- liked like about this movie is that's not the story yeah. that they're trying to tell.
2: Well, because yeah, no, that is really why I was surprised at how for my enjoyment of it held up in a lot of ways because it doesn't hit those really cringy dis- like blind people. He never, he never has the moment. He's like, why am I blind?
1: Why <laughs> yeah, exactly. can't I see? Right. Even even though a number of sighted characters, Foggy and Electra, are always like, man, oh, man, oh, man, I wish you could see. I right, wish you could right. see. I wish Which, you could like,
2: see. this is something now that we've really started doing this and watching all these movies that I mostly avoided. Why do every character in a movie with a blind character care so much about, like, seeing is so big part of the movie when it's like you have a blind character, you get to actually explore all the other sensory input and all the fun things you could be exploring and yet every character's obsessed with sight. And you're like, it's very annoying because it's like, okay, so this is definitely not written for blind people because all the characters are so obsessed with what the character's not seeing. Even if even if the blind character himself or herself, and in this case himself, um or their self, um, is is like um you know okay with not um being able to see everyone around him it's like oh okay well you would really this would be amazing if you could see this
1: yeah yeah no that's definitely i'm like oh hmm, yeah obviously a a bunch of sighted people wrote or well one a a sighted person wrote this so he when he wakes up in the hospital um, and we get the first glimpse of radar sense. but well, obviously, like <laughs> my blind senses are tingling. Yeah. Um, I that's that's the only that's the one point in the movie. The, usually, the only point in the movie where I want to stand up and scream. Like blindness doesn't
2: work like this. Right. It does not work like this. Yeah. There's some things though. I actually was not as bothered by that um, because I think that. It is a problem with when you're making a movie that is visual. Like you have to find ways to get creative to represent oh, yeah. vision when you Visually, the character doesn't. And yeah. I did like Visually that. Visually it was that. cool. Yeah. That
1: was that was really neat. And I actually really appreciated the, the rain scene when he's on the I rooftop love so with, with Jennifer Garner. I'm like, Ugh. oh my God. I used to think yes. I used to think <laughs> this was so cheesy and it's
2: Actually, it's not. It that's like completely a hundred percent real,
1: accurate. It feels so
2: real. I know, and I think that like it's like I think it's a. I wish it was more of a cliche because it is. The sound of rain is so wonderful, and like just, I think that's actually when I was a kid because like. Living in Southern California, being someone who loves the rain for a billion different reasons, including eyesight-related reasons, just seeing a character that was excited for it to be raining because of the sound was like, oh my god, I feel so, I feel like a seen. real person right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I feel seen. Um, I, yeah. Well, and the way he
1: explains it, well, oh, what I always loved is the way he talks about like the temperature drop and the moisture in the air. Yeah. He's Like, yeah, the temperature just dropped right, three degrees. Because you know, when, I kind of know like, when
2: it's gonna rain. I can tell that. You can
1: smell it. Yeah, you can definitely smell you it. You can smell it, and you can feel it like there is definitely oh yeah I mean I can't you know step outside and go yeah it's gonna rain in two days and three <laughs> hours no you know no no one can do that but right but you know like you, but it's you've a bad had too. you've had that feeling yeah or just after yeah and you can walk outside and you're, I don't have to know that the ground's wet and the grass is wet to know that it just rained
2: right there's so much like the air I mean and even not just rain also like I can tell if there's like fires you know, kind of burning from growing up in Southern California. I know the fires really well. Even like thunderstorms smell different than just like normal rain. There's like all these because you're also. It's not just temp. It's not just um, smell. You're also getting temperature. You're getting like the feeling of the moisture or kind of the quality of the air, which um, oh, and I love. I don't know exactly yeah. which senses that triggers. But <laughs> I love
1: how he talked about uh, each raindrop when it falls makes uh, makes a picture. Yeah. When all, and all, when all the rain is falling, you get a sound picture. I'm which
2: like, is like a thing oh, that people that's can do. true. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, you're not going to get the, the full the, body right. image of like Jennifer Gardner in the rain.
2: Like that's which, not going to happen. Which it did fall into but, the trap of like a blind person really caring about the visually. Ex- yes. How visually beautiful yes. someone is, which again.
1: Blind people don't care. No, it's, yeah, it's very it's very much about like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. You're so like, that's the, I'm like, hang on, Matt. Um, There are other ways you can appreciate right. this and very like,
2: beautiful woman. You of all people should know this. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, and they even, oh my God, that ridiculous. So they go to a ball the next night because of course they fall in love and da, da, da. And um, they go to a ball and he finds her by smell.
2: Right. He is really into the smelling <laughs> thing. <laughs> no, that's so
1: creepy. I mean, I
2: guess if you if someone always wore this same smell, which I'm always like, we got to go scent free, you guys. I mean, as nice as it is to like for blind people to to use that smells, we are supposed to go scent free for people with really bad allergies. And that's fair. Um, but like, I definitely can sometimes I mean, I also my nose is always clogged. I do kind of have allergies so (laughs) I can't really smell people but um it is a weird I don't know though I I think it is it it seems very ridiculous but I also wonder if you could potentially do that if you got good at it I mean maybe but, Ma- it, but our smells are really bad. Like humans have really bad sense yes. of smell. I mean, but he he smells it from across the damn room. Yeah, and that like, is no, ridiculous. Because no, there's some no, things where no. she's like a little bit
1: closer. I think. Um, I mean, they're walking in the park, and he makes a comment about her smell and, and about rose water. I'm like, okay, fine. Right. Standing right. Right. Next to me. Fine. I yes. You know, but I'm just like ah, and that's not. And then he comes up and he like, Whoa, oh, oh, so, smells her neck. And I'm like, that's Stop. so crazy. Stop! Don't ever do that. Don't. My God, if I, I don't care if I'm in a relationship with you. If you came up to me and just oh, <laughs> smelling my neck, we're done.
2: Well, because it's we're like. Done. like a- I feel like there is a level of blind people quirkiness that non-blind people think you can get away with that we're like no you can't do this you're still like just because you're blind doesn't mean you can't do these really socially inappropriate things and like I think also people underestimate how isolating being blind can be and so like to then add to that doing things you don't need to do for any reason that would be extremely off-putting to people? Like, why the fuck would you do that? Then you're just gonna be more isolated. Oh. And that's for what gain, exactly? Oh, oh, okay. This, this, this has
1: almost nothing to do with blindness, but I... This is just something that really grinds my gears about this whole movie. Okay, so... Matt Murdock and Foggy Nelson run a very small lawyer lawyering agency, law firm. <laughs> my God, lawyering agency. Lawyering agency. I like uh, that. <laughs> that's good. They they run a very small lawyering agency, and they, they they It's stated that they do a lot of pro bono cases, and people pay them in like fish right. and sports equipment, yeah, which yeah. is great. And then he goes to court, and the one the scene where where he's um trying to get the rapist put to, put into jail in the right. beginning, the courtroom even looks like super dingy like it's the lighting is awful and it's just you can tell like it's this courtroom in the basement right you know it's this is like low 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 stuff and yet and yet he has an exquisite apartment for the most part oh my god i know and he's he's in new york he's in new york he lives in hell's kitchen and he sleeps in a freaking um century, isolation, deprivation, century, tank. Yes, century de- de- deprivation tank. That's so funny to me. Oh, did you notice it's monogrammed? No. There's a D D on the top of the tank.
2: Yeah, because he did that with the fire <laughs> later on in the movie, yeah, too. Yeah, oh yeah. my god. I was like, those stress me out because I'm like, I need to be stimulated. I don't yeah, no, have I c- one of my I senses. Never,
1: I could never do that. Yeah. Um,
2: but okay, but my, here's my whole thing. Where is he getting the money? Yeah, no, it makes no his, sense. F- his father is a poor drunk deboxer boxer yeah and he because right, no he money. has no income coming in because he does have a job but he's not getting paid money right so it's true cuz i cuz they t- you find out that he's not getting paid really after you see his, his apartment um but it is true that the, the first time you see his apartment i was like what where does he have where all this money where is yeah. this money well and he when he goes to work
1: <laughs> he pulls out these like plexiglass folders or not pl- plastic folders full of stacks of cash and he just folds up some money yeah. which although the the f- when the first time i saw this the folding money scene made me so happy because i yeah, just like oh my it's god, god it's people like do it to, to yeah yeah and he does it the right way mm, yeah it makes, it makes me so happy but again what what i think i think it's just it's honestly it's got to be superhero shorthand at this point,
2: like to this, just have he, a layer, have a layer exactly. Maybe it's an abandoned building because that is the one thing is it does, it doesn't look like a nice apartment, it does look kind of like underground. So it could be that he's like squatting, maybe. I mean, it can't a, bringing a sensory, sensory deprivation, deprivation chamber is a lot to be squatting, I seems don't, excessive. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it is a, oh, just like, has he not heard of an eye mask? Cause I was just like, you fucking kidding me. Well, okay, like but, for but light, gotta, I but, guess. But you but gotta, like, you gotta consider earplugs. Yeah, but you gotta consider like his
1: senses are super human. I know, so like, maybe earplugs just don't work to enough. You know? But I
2: don't know. I feel like you do get used to. I mean, just white noise. Mm -hmm. Because, okay, because here's the problem that I have with his senses, and this is to go kind of also to the climax of the movie. It is inconsistent. Thank you. Thank you. I was (laughs) going to bring that up, too,
1: watching it through this time. Because
2: it felt like a deus ex machina when we had at the very end, the thing is, like, he doesn't like loud noises. And that's why he was, like, he, the kind of, um, what, I disabled him um but like what made it so that he couldn't fight was that bullseye is making loud noises in the church with the church bells and that's supposed to be like a big reveal of that's his weakness but then you're when that happens the only thing you can think is like wait a second but that feels inconsistent with this whole movie because he has super senses and like and you're i noticed that he's able to parse like very loud noises yes well you use- It literally
1: it literally contradicts itself in the first in the subway scene when he kills the rapist because he's fighting him. The train goes by. He freaks out, fights him again. He the 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 rapist guy falls to the rails, uh, which also he would have been electrocuted before the subway train would have hit him because the third rail exists anyway. (laughs) Um, Falls to the ground and the train the train is literally coming it's loud and it's getting louder and louder Daredevil's just like yeah that's not the light that's the sea train and I'm like how are you even still here dude how are you not cowering right corner with your ears covered i mean my god i loud
2: noises still freak me out well because that's the thing is like anytime a loud noise doesn't freak him out i remember it because i'm like wait a second what the fuck like that's not a blind person thing why would you be okay with it being super loud right now so like i noticed that every time that that was an inconsistency like because it's like yeah obviously a blind person doesn't want to hear loud noises so like obvious. And then at the end, it's like, but blind people don't like to hear loud noises! And you're like, wait a second, you think this? You obviously don't, because he's obviously been okay with them in other scenes. Yeah, that I mean, really bothered the,
1: me. The short answer to this question is it's a movie.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, but it's But you could have done a better job. Like, you can't have it both ways if you're gonna, like, build it up to the end that he... Also, like, it seemed like it was supposed to be a reveal. And I was like, wait a second, but we... But then, and I didn't even catch at the beginning that the train sounds bothered him. Oh, yeah.
1: No, he, train goes by, he full on covers his ears because that's how the other guy thinks that he's got an advantage over him until the
2: train is gone. which makes sense. So maybe I literally only realize when he isn't, like when the sounds are not bothering him because that's what's unbelievable, I guess. But um, yeah, I mean, like. It doesn't make any sense for sounds to be okay, though, because it is logically consistent even with this character that, like, just like a blind person, if some, a loud noise happens, it's really disorienting. Also, wouldn't an easy
1: way to beat Daredevil just be, like, to get up in his face, scream really loud, and clap your
2: hands? Right, right. Anytime. And then also, like, how does he hear people's heartbeats when there's, like, oh, that was the thing that bothered me the most, is when he's in a, the club to kill um i think when why is he in that club i think like cuz there's um is this the one is this the the club before the subway where he's is it before the subway yes it is yes because um he brings him to the subway right right well yeah. he he runs away and runs to the subway to
1: try and get away and then Daredevil tracks him down
2: right right, right anyway no yeah. no but that's yeah cuz in that scene It is a club, which is really loud, and it's, like, super loud. There's all these people talking, and so you're like, well, this is not great for Daredevil because it's all this noise. And then you zoom up to him, and you are in his perspective. So all of a sudden, instead of it being super loud, he just zones in on the one conversation he needs to be listening to. Well, and maybe that's, maybe that's just a demonstration of his, his abilities. Right. Like maybe but then that if is just that's his ability, do. that's something blind people can't do because blind people can't have all this noise because we can't parse the different noises in a crowd. Like that's the whole thing. So why, if he could parse different noises in a crowd, would he then like a certain amount of loudness you can't parse? Like in a crowd, like is it just like? Because for me, if I think like I don't like loud noises, because all of a sudden I can't, I'm very disoriented. I can't hear anything but just like the loudness. Like it just you get overpowered, and I feel like that's would be definitely true in that club where there's all these people talking. You wouldn't be able to to really hone in on anything. Like because you gotta pick one or the other. You gotta pick either you can completely selectively hear things or having a loud noise is going to be disorienting but why is it that a crowd is not loud but the bells are like that doesn't make any sense to me well i yeah i don't know i
1: mean i could say maybe it's like um like maybe it's the close proximity of the sound of the bell and the fact that the bell is just a really freaking
2: loud loud sound (laughs) right right which i mean loud noises are very disorienting when they're like sudden loud noises so that's Fair, but it's also like I feel like the fact that he has the power to take a very loud mix of sound and hone in and really truly hear something very clearly, just one part of that sound. If he can do that, then it's. it's I've broken my suspension disbelief that then he also is bothered by a lot because that bothered me so much because like we keep, no one can do that that's not realistic like blind people are especially bad at doing that because you like you can't really see people's you're not getting any of the visual cues when you're talking to someone so like trying to pick out what they're saying in a crowd is really hard especially also because you're like hearing everyone and you're focusing in on all these different snippets that you're listening to so I like struggle a lot to hear people and I just so that was very unbelievable. It's to me. also yes. Well, it's it's also um,
1: audio visual storytelling. Like we right. need we need to know that the guy he's looking for is in is in the bar. You know. So yeah, yeah I don't know. That's yeah. But no, that that's annoying. It's it's super inconsistent. It's really yeah.
2: Because I mean, you could do a fun thing if you're gonna work hard and like make it make him have specific things that he was good at doing and bad at doing because that's I mean and that's when you make a fun disability story is when you kind of because that is what's fun about talking about disabilities is is like there are things that are harder and there are things that are easier and that's true when you don't have superpowers (laughs) um and so you but they're consistent like there's a consistency of it and there's also logic behind it obviously because it's
0: Real world. I mean, but you can, yeah. Well, of course, but you
2: can tell. You can tell.
1: Obviously, like Stanley's not blind. Jack Kirby's not blind. Right. You know, I don't know if they consulted a blind person as they created this character. I'm you guessing never they know. Did. probably not. Probably not. Yeah, but I don't know. You know, don't, again, don't quote me on that. But probably not. Matt Murdock as a character is a blind person written by sighted people because he's perfect. In the in the in the fact that we never see him run into a wall. We have never see him, and I'm talking about Matt Murdock as Matt Murdock. I'm not talking about Daredevil. That's right,
2: different. But, but even as Matt Murdock, he does some stuff where I'm like, people are gonna like. As someone who's been been like, are you really blind? Like that's so like f- fucked up. That oh, you I want to avoid that at that. all costs. I
1: get that all the fucking time. Yeah, I are get you that sure too. you And it's are you really blind? so
2: upsetting. And I don't know if he just isn't upset by that, but I don't I don't know if there's any blind people who are not upset when people are like, oh, "Are you really blind?" Like that's fucking. He is the, so
1: upsetting. He's the chillest blind person. But yeah. like, just thinks, oh, Okay, when when he and Foggy are in the cafeteria, right, and the or the diner, thing. sorry, yeah, the yeah. diner, and <laughs> Foggy plays a joke on him and puts mustard in his tea.
2: Or switches the or honey and the switches mustard. Switches the honey and the mustard. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so so Matt put mustard
1: him. in his tea. I'm like or coffee or whatever. I'm like okay. I I will buy. Maybe the mustard makes your makes your tea smell or something. Or maybe he just assumed that Foggy was gonna do this because maybe this is shit that Foggy pulls all of the time, you know. So, or maybe the mustard bottle when you squeeze a mustard bottle and you squeeze a honey bottle, it sounds different. I'll I, I'll buy that. Right. Or whatever. But, I mean, I don't know. It just bugged me. I'm like, how can you, can you just tell them I That's smell That's so this? funny because yeah.
2: it, it bothered me in the exact opposite direction. <laughs> because when he did that, I was like, how could he fucking fall for that? Because you can smell the difference. Okay. Well,
1: also, if you put a honey bottle and a mustard bottle in front of someone and told them to touch them... A honey
2: bottle and a mustard bottle feel completely different. Right. They different. feel different. You could they're shaped different and he has super senses. So he can like <laughs> right. so he could smell better. So that, like, is such a different smell. And I feel like I also can smell mustard from far away. So I think I would even maybe be able to tell. So okay, I was no. like, there's no fucking way. But it is very funny that we got upset about the exact opposite thing. <laughs> okay, then I will,
1: I will concede that he could probably tell that, there, that he was not putting honey in his tea, that he was putting mustard in his tea. So how does... I keep saying how does he know that like this happened and this happened? I'm like, right. He's got superhuman sight. He can hear the sounds of the people talking and that creates sound waves, which bounce off the walls, which means when Jennifer Garner walks in, he can see foggy turn around and switch the
2: teacups on him. Right. So wait, so like he can see that, um, just that they, the, 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 bottles have been switched or like no he
1: can he can see i think he can see foggy turn around when jennifer garner walks in they're like yeah she's oh man i wish you had eyes because he turns around to look and that's when matt switches the teacups
2: Though i wonder because does he say i because i feel like he prompts him to look and so i think oh yes that's how i interpret it was that he did that so that he knew he would look away
1: yep you're right
2: Okay, I just did. I just did a whole circle of reasoning for absolutely <laughs> no, no. I mean, you have to like. It is. Uh, I mean, and at least then they're like trying to like kind of think through things. I mean, honestly, this movie did sometimes try, especially because superpowers. So you're kind of making up whatever you want it to be. Like, I think it did more. T- I was I was surprised at how much it did try to think like what is a blind person's actual experience. <laughs> like oh, yeah. more yeah. than most things because I think there is like and it also was yeah like there even though there was a lot of like oh my god seeing things like at least there is I think probably more of the like actually thinking about it stuff where you're actually thinking what are what are our other senses though they did say four in the movie which is completely wrong there's 23 of them so just putting that out there um he just has like I guess 23 is the higher number and so that. Two of them are sight related, so he has 21 out of his 23 senses. So not that big a deal, but um, and they're all heightened, all the 21. So it seems mm. <laughs> not like yeah. Um, but that's just a pet peeve of mine when people say four senses. I mean, um, yeah. Um, but it
1: was, but it's still pretty cool. Like going back to my blind little like blind teenager self watching this movie, especially so yeah. right after he beats up his bullies. He there's that whole montage of him like learning to you know train his body. The city became my <laughs> playground.
2: I mean, he does the parkour that he does. It's terrifying. <laughs> the park, I know. He's
1: I was doing parkour before. Parkour was hardcore. Yeah, exactly. Um, but like seeing that as a as a blind person, I mean, that's it's pretty uplifting. You know, it's that's really cool. Yeah. Other it's than being terrified nonsense, of the parkour, but it's cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um no it is it is like it's it's fun because it is like a superhero and i think that that like i think that's part of why it is fun in that there is a celebration of extra senses which which i i mean i think that that's more it is just more realistic to like what you're thinking about as a blind person i mean i think that movies tend to dwell on just like blindness more than the reality of things like they're definitely you know especially as an adult now there are days that go by where I'm just not really thinking about it all that much like it just isn't really in my mind because it's not affecting me and it's also like I have a lot of friends where it's not something we talk about every time I see them you know like it just comes up as it comes up but like I think movies like if they have a blind character they're gonna fucking milk that for every possible thing they can and it's just so focused on the blindness and like how that affects their life and it's just such laser focus on that to like and sometimes the focus is you know more productive than other times but I sometimes am just so like you know that we like are just also like live lives right like we we just do stuff we have the same problems that everybody everybody else has (laughs) right right but we yeah it's just like it's all it's and and also the people around them too I'm always like wow people in movies really like very focused on they're blind friends being blind. Like, it's... <laughs> but
1: I don't, but you know what? I don't think Foggy was. Like, Foggy would get, you know, Foggy so he would like, fuck shit and yeah. stuff, you know. But that's what friends do. I mean, but it's little things like the scene where they're walking down the hall in the courthouse and Foggy's sight guiding him and they're doing it
2: correctly. That's good. That yeah. was
1: really cool. Cause like, the,
2: Oh, my God, they're doing it right. The monster thing did piss me off. Because I'm like, that's not like that feels like punching down like that, like making fun of it, fucking with a friend who's blind. Like when you do it. I don't know if you agree with this, but, like, I enjoy, like, having friends where we can fuck with each other. But, like, if people do it re- specifically related to my blindness, I, like, that feels hostile to me. Like, because I am... It it feels like you're just kind of... It, it just feels like punching down, basically. Like, uh, I, I don't know if you agree with that. No, I, um... That's... I know, I'm so worried
1: about that's, this sound. That's fine. I hope... Uh, we're just gonna... Oh, fucking construction uh, fucking construction um yeah no i i i kind of agree with you in the sense that so i'm trying to think of like comparing how i interact with my friends um any usually anything verbal i will let fly uh, if right, you are right. my Durable. friend, well, because then at least friend.
2: it's not like picking on your blindness, because you can yeah. then you it's on your turf. I guess it's like when it's not on your turf when they're fucking with you in a way that it's like I'm just doing something you can't see that's now going to like hurt right. you in some way. Well, okay, so this is a
0: really
1: good example. When uh, so in college, when I lived in the in a giant house with a bunch of dudes, uh, we had a they had a bunch of friends. One of them had a bunch of friends over for like a a party, a video game party or whatever, and uh, I got real drunk. And decided to play Twilight Princess, uh, and was actually pretty good. I was even better at it than when I was sober. Not the point of the story. The before I was drunk, because uh, the drunker I got, the better I was. Uh, I was doing terribly on this dungeon. I mean, I just—it's hard. Video games are hard, y'all. Yeah. It's very hard. Very hard for someone who who isn't fully sighted. So they were. So his friends literally started giving me shit about how terrible I was.
2: Right, because you know that's
1: it's the video game community. That's what you do. Right, which again, that's a whole other topic of like acceptability. But anyway, yeah. Uh, finally, one of my one of the people who lived there took his friend aside and was like, "Look, you haven't, you don't have the right to to say that. To say to say stuff like that about about her. You haven't earned that right." You know. How did
2: you do you feel like that's correct? Yeah, I told okay. I
1: told the other guy to shut up.
2: Oh, well then I'm like, like you're not
1: I'm like you are not helping, dude. Like yeah, I'm I'm shit at this video game because I literally cannot see what is going on.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, I've been in that position too and it sucks. Yeah. yeah and I'm like if you don't want to if you if what I am doing annoys you so
1: much? You can go in the garage and play with people. You can go away.
2: Right. Just go away. Well, because that's like hostile. It's not like fun making fun of you. It's just like you're getting angry at me for something that's completely out of my control. That's not funny. Yeah. And what I tell my friends is um, I will tell you if you cross
1: a line. Right. I will tell you if you go too far. Because there are some days where I'm just like, yeah. there are some days where I'm just like, I'm not into this right now. Like, I don't. It's I had a rough day. This isn't cool. Blah 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 blah. Um, physical stuff, though. That's that's probably where I w- where I would draw the line. Yeah. Um, if if it's you know something, it depends. If it's something funny or whatever.
2: Okay, but it's, like physically. Like, but if you're doing something physically that's like putting, harmful, it's hostile. Right. Like, put, like hostile. putting,
1: rearranging a room or putting a chair in my way that I'm, that you know I'm not gonna see.
2: Yeah, that's like genuinely hostile. That's not, that's not good. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's just like there's not a good intent. To, and I like, I realize that I really need in my friendships and like romantic interests for someone who is both comfortable being made fun of and also like willing to fuck with me. But it has to be playful. And there's like, there is like, even though it's something that I really value in friendships, there is a line that you cross when it's no longer fun. And it feels like I'm like, cause you get scared. Cause you're like, if you're going to do this to me, then what else are you going to do that like could put me in danger? Like, cause I want to, friends are supposed to be there to make you feel safer, not make you feel more afraid. And I feel like that there's a big difference between, You know, that kind of stuff and 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 being like joking around, but in a sense of like still knowing that the intentions and I think also what you're saying before that, that your friend said about like you don't know her well enough to do that. I think that's another thing is it's like when you have closer friends that you know have like advocated for you in the past or like are very open to like trying to do whatever they can to help you. Access whatever's going on, that then when they fuck with you, you are, it's much less offensive because you know it's coming from a silly place and a place that's kind of making fun of ableism as opposed to making fun of you. Right. It's love. Right. Right. That's
1: just how, yeah. I mean, that's just how my friends and I showed love and affection for each other is, you know, we, uh, dunk on each other. Right, and that can be
2: whatever. a lot of... I mean, I value that a lot in my relationship. Like, I realize when I'm dating, even, I'm like, I can't handle a guy who I can't fuck with or they can't... Or they're not, like, going to fuck with me. Like, because there is, like, a playfulness that's, like, very... It is very important to me, and I've even lost friends because we were on a different page on how playfully fucking with each other we were allowed to do. And I like because that is my personality. I will fuck with people, but it is always meant to like. It's never meant to make them feel unsafe. And I have had times where people will tell me that after the way after the fact. I'm like, are you kidding me? You could have told me that earlier, and then I wouldn't have done this. Like, 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 the point is not to like make you feel unsafe. And and again, I would tell my friends if I felt unsafe and. So, like, and I think that that's also when you see kind of if this is safe friends is if you say, I don't, I'm not, I can't do that today. Um, If they back off, like, that means that they're going to be safe people to be around. Well, if they they back (laughs) off and ask
1: you what's wrong.
2: Right, (laughs) right. like, that's it. That's, that's a friend. That's That's true. You do have to also ask what's going on.
1: But, uh, you know, except for the thing, the thing in, in the tea, you know, we don't, like, Foggy never really, Foggy's a great friend.
2: Yeah, he's and definitely worries
1: too. He's a good, he's a good friend.
2: Yeah, he his character is sort of underdeveloped, especially he doesn't get a lot of screen time in this movie, which is really sad because I think,
1: every, I think all the lines that John Favreau delivers are delightful. <laughs> he he's fantastic. I guess I said I guess I started this whole thing over. This movie's humorless. There's no humor. There's, there's a little bit. There's, there's a little bit of humor. Not
2: much, not but a lot. little bit. Yeah, I mean, I think all the times I laughed were definitely because of the cheesiness. And the CGI is so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> oh, my God. If we had to follow one more
1: goddamn projectile, bullet, playing card, his cane. I mean, I'm like, do you guys just run out of
2: ideas? Yeah.
1: It's so, oh, my god. The one thing I, I did find delightfully stupid is when... Uh, it's at the it's at the end bulls bullseye and daredevil are fighting in the church and bullseye runs out of projectiles and then they bust through the stained glass window and as the glass is falling bullseye is just like hey, 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 hey. picking all the glass out, <laughs> out of the air that's hilarious
2: i think i missed that <laughs>
1: and then he holds up the staboo ass and he like starts
2: throwing it at daredevil oh, And of course daredevil moves out of the
1: way and locks all oh, of yeah.
2: Yeah, I that I is. it. Is so funny. It is such a funny idea for a character. I do like that he had his thing and he was just like, yeah, this is my fucking thing. And I'm gonna just find any way to do this. <laughs> and it, it did amuse me. And there's, like, y- the first
1: scene you see of Bullseye is, like, This 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 those two scenes are designed to let you know that this man is an asshole right he's like he has
2: no morals he has no morals but like he again I do think he does get there's definitely a sense that he wants to kill people. Oh, like, God, yes. Like, in a way that, like, not, he, he humans takes... aren't, I mean, I guess maybe for psychopathic, but it is definitely <laughs> a kind of thing that I don't think really has ever existed
1: in a human entirely. leisure pleasure in it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, he loves it. The old lady on the
2: plane. Which was, like, because she was talking that too much. That was awful. That made me mad, because I was like, that's so unnecessary. (laughs) I know, no. Like, I was mad, because it was like you did, it didn't seem like you told her to shut up, and you could have just done that, and she probably would have. Like, it seems like he was, it just seems so, it's like the extremist of passive aggressiveness, and that you actually killed her. Because she's like talking to him, and he has headphones, which I like is already what normal people do to signal I don't want to be talked to. Um, And she keeps talking to him, which again is like I don't know if this would happen in real life that this woman would continue to talk to him when he's not looking at her. He has mm. headphones in. Actually, I can
1: tell you that that totally happens because I'll have one earbud in on the bus and, like, I have short hair and unless I'm wearing a hat that covers my ears, you can clear, it's sitting yeah. there, like, you can clearly see the little red nib in my ear and people will just hold conversations with me and I'm just, like,
2: Stop. Well, because I'll, I'll always be, like, pausing and I'll be, like, wait, I'm sorry, what? And then they'll just start talking to me and I'm, like, no, the point was I was trying to show you I'm not listening to you. But, and I don't um, want to be.
1: yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh yeah, Bullseye's an asshole. Yeah.
2: Oh God. Which is just,
1: I don't know. I think I don't. But you know, at least it looked like Colin Farrell showed up to set every day and was having fun.
2: Yeah, he was. He is very silly, but it is like a very extremely silly fun. Yeah. Um. It is such a weird, weird character. I just I like that also. Yeah, that he just doesn't have a lot of creativity oh or no he's dim- a like the
1: one-dimensional he's... character
2: he's <laughs> a goofy
1: just... he's a goofy one-dimensional character because the kingpin can't be goofy right the kingpin is like runs the show and is supposed to be menacing and super cool
2: right right so... he's gotta be he's gotta have too many things going on whereas Bullseye's literally like my entire life is just f- enjoying finding different kinds of objects that can kill people <laughs> Like, that is his soul that is literally just... It seems like literally every single thought he has. Like, we never see him having any other thought in the entire movie other than, I want to have a projectile to kill someone. Like, he doesn't... There's just no other thing that he desires at all. Like oh, no, no, no. no. Have...
1: There's one other thing. What? There's one other thing. He wants a costume.
2: Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> That's
1: my favorite line.
2: I laughed so oh, hard. My gosh. He he already has the
1: tattoo on his forehead. Right? No, he's like, I want a costume. I'm like, you're not wearing a costume. Like, right? what he has. What do you need? So the Kingpin gives him a longer trench coat. <laughs> but he, that is know, really funny. Swoosh, 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 swoosh. Just like this is so, it's so ridiculous. I mean, he very- literally has a bullseye he branded himself right basically mm. and again I have never read Daredevil comics so I don't know if like Bullseye is a prominent character or
2: whatever I don't know and probably one of the main
1: He one of Daredevil's villains villains. yeah Mm. okay which brings me to another another very small gripe uh, I had with, with, with the film there are two scenes where people's hands get absolutely they're done yeah you're done um and Electra, her superpower, is she's a good fighter. Like she's been right. taking martial arts lessons since she was five years old. She's a good fighter. But she is not superhuman. Right, right. Um, she takes a scythe, one of her little forky things, she takes one directly to the hand. Yeah. And it hurts. I mean, it looks like it hurts. And she just, you know, pulls keeps it out going. and keeps going. No, that bothered me too. I'm like, yeah. hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang <laughs> on. You just damaged like all of your nerve endings yeah you're not they're, like they're just recovering from that instantly. yeah yeah no, yeah, no. yeah and then bullseye gets two very comic bullet holes shot or one bullet hole shot through each of his hands and he's like freaks out my hands my hands because well, he's like now this is the only thing that i love yeah right right but but if we're going by movie logic in this movie's right, right. logic
2: he's she should be fine. Right. Jennifer Garner rents... took an entire fork to the hand, and no, she's about good that too. Yeah, because she survives like so much more brutalness, and all he has is his hands get shot. Yeah, exact, very similar they didn't even kind get of shot wound. Off. Yeah. yeah they no, just got no. 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 Right. Right. Because he could still, they could still heal theoretically over time. So, and it's also like, I mean, this is a movie about a disabled character still having superpowers which i get like okay your whole thing is you throw stuff but like people adapt and figure out cool ways to do stuff if you don't have hands anymore there's no saying you can't just be like daredevil and have cool superpowers you know people Mm. adapt to what they got speaking of uh
1: she full-on stabs him daredevil she stabs him and um, or,
2: she stabs Daredevil. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's Electra set. So, totally yeah, Because right, right, st- right. she
1: wants to kill him before she... Kn- it's Matt. Anyway, she full-on stabs him. And he's, you know, he's hurt and he's in pain. He's down for the count. And then the next scene is like, yeah, I'm going to go fight the kingpin. And as he's walking away, I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah. Wait a minute. The- you were... She
2: stabbed you in the heart. In the heart area. Yeah. How... And you're just like... I'm the okay, amount yeah. of that entire climax there's so many inconsistencies like with uh just I mean we're we've already named a few of them but it is constant I think like every single beat of the entire climax I was like what wait what wait, why did why is this happening how did this happen like wait but if you like it just breaks your suspension of disbelief Like, very quickly. And then it's like, oh, we could break it some more. (laughs) Like, it gets... Your suspension of disbelief gets as wounded as every single character in the climax does. And, like, everyone, like, is, like, about to die throughout the... Like, so it is, like, how... And then... A lot of characters are about to die. And are still fighting, and then it's like you want me to believe like Oh my God, this character is about to die, and the emotions of that. But then at the same time, they also like characters that are about to die, like Daredevil, just kind of like yeah, start a whole new big fight, and like he does that. He does three big fights. He and he gets wounded at the very beginning of the climax. And we've we, we've established
1: that he has superpowers. Like, but. he's not Wolverine. He doesn't have a healing factor. Like he doesn't have super strength. He doesn't have super speed or agility.
2: Pain, if anything. And if your pain sense is heightened, then that's not going to be helpful in this situation. (laughs) No, not at all. What if that was part of Daredevil's thing? He's like, well, all my senses are heightened. So I'm like, I'm in a lot of pain all the time because little bits of pain are super extreme. I'm also like way too hot or way too cold all the time. (laughs) <laughs> like uh, just like the just most dis- inconvenient You're just things. describing me, <laughs> right? Exactly. That would be really fun. That should be a new superhero with super senses. Is they just like it's all of the annoying things as well? And they're just like, oh god, I'm in so much pain just because like gets, I hurt myself. He gets a slippery. paper cut. Yeah, exactly. like, I'm,
1: well, I'm out
2: for six hours, guys. Right? They're like <laughs> someone who gets like a minor headache, and it's like I have a migraine. I'm dying. That <laughs> it's like, did you drink water? Like, oh yeah, I guess that helped. <laughs> that's that would be oh, no. so funny I, we should do that this is don't steal our ideas trademark uh
1: i used to come up with superheroes when i worked at the deli because i was bored and i had to clean all the <laughs> time course. so i came up with a bunch of superheroes uh potato what was it potato salad boy
2: Ooh. His,
1: his power was he could he could turn his body uh, into a puddle of potato salad so yes. you can sneak under door
2: cracks. That's great. It's like a Ant-Man kind of fun. Yeah, provide. yeah,
1: yeah. But, like, just a puddle of potato salad that moved and was sentient.
2: I always wanted to have, like, a, a bunch of, like, a super power... People like kind of like in Avengers, but they all had super lame superpowers. I'm sure something like that's been done before. But like things that like and they're like I don't know how we could what we're gonna be able to do. But like it's like creative problem solving to just figure out anything they can do. Have you ever? um, My friends and
1: I used to play a game called Useless Superpower, and we talked about a useless superpower we would want to have or that we already have. So for instance, I have a useless superpower. If you bring me to any Walmart store uh no no matter what and i i've proved this uh i can find the electronic section
2: oh and i've never and
1: it's a store i've never been to i know exactly where they are
2: oh wow i feel like sometimes with trader joe's i want to be able to do that but then they're always different and so i'm like oh wait where am i um that's a good it's a useless superpower Yeah, well, except for unless you want electronics. (laughs) At a Walmart. (laughs) Yeah, what if you're like, but this is what would be fun about the lame superpower people is you have to like find a scenario where it's like, okay, we're at Walmart and we have 10 minutes and we need to like buy all these different electronics. And so you just set up these scenarios where it's so exciting that it's like, oh my god, they get to use their superpower. <laughs> like it would be so like the amount of dopamine hits you'd get if you like create like both create these very live superpowers and then by the end of it you create all these scenarios where they actually are helpful. Like I just cuz you get such a dopamine hit when you know that like someone has a Something that seems inconsequential, and then it gets used because it's just like very basic narrative storytelling, but when they can like when something maintains it, and especially if you've somehow forgotten it or it's like kind of back of mind, you're like, yes,
1: <laughs> well, one of my friends' useless superpowers is um he can find the TV remote no matter what it's just his he knows exactly <laughs> where it is. Well,
2: that's helpful if you need it. That's not a useless
1: superpower. That's great.
2: But the Walmart (laughs) one isn't good. No, no. I also, I never shop at
1: Walmart anyway. Well, I guess so, that's true if you never so shop what, at Walmart. What, I mean, it, it's not, my, my power is not find the ele- is able to find the electronics department Anywhere. in every store. It's that's is able to find the electronics department in Walmart.
2: Maybe there's like subliminal messages to you. Maybe. At, just at Walmart. Go,
1: go shop. Go buy your electronics at Walmart.
2: Oh, gosh. Oh. I'm trying to think if I have one of those. Yeah. Um, I mean, I have a good memory, but that's kind of general.
1: That's a good superpower.
2: Yeah. I don't know how lame it is. Because it is... I do... My my family will always call me when they can't remember something that happened. Because they'll be like, what what was happening at this time? And I was like, okay. So... And they will give them like 10 details about what was going on at that time period and all this stuff. So... I mean, it is... I guess it is pretty useful. So that's not a good one. Um... Yeah, oh. I'm going to have to think about that because I'm I sure I have them. No, it's and I, okay. It's well, one of those things you think about, like you'll all remember when I'm... Well, um, we'll, we'll we'll come back to it. We'll get back yeah. to you on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Updated in future podcasts. We'll yes. have to check in about that useless superpowers. Oh, yeah. Um, send us a recording of your useless superpower. Oh, that's good. Yes. Do you like that? There, you go. That? there you go. There you go. Getting into being a podcaster, <laughs> learn how to do it. <laughs> Um, yeah. Oh, my goodness. Does, um... So, how do we feel? Is that everything? I think that's... I mean, we didn't talk lot. that much about... I mean, there's definitely other aspects oh, of the sure, movie sure. that we didn't really oh, cover.
1: like, aspects of, like, um... <laughs> how, to, how to stalk a girl 101?
2: Yeah. What the... F- and, and also... Not cool. Is Matt? Not cool at all. Like, because he's, like, really aggressive towards her... Which I, I think that was when I was the most like, oh, wow, this is 2003. This is not a thing that would fly right now. <laughs> like it's, it's another,
1: you know, it's another trope. Like, the, it's it's the the aggressive man. You know? Right. He's just going to wear her down until, which is kind of nice because then the fight happens and that whole thing is kind of sort of flipped on its head. Yeah. Because uh, she kicks his ass. She does. And he totally deserves it. But then it's it's another trope because then they're just like, Uh uh-huh yeah well yeah because then she's like into it (laughs) then she's totally into him yeah into it and into him and it's like oh my god the the best it it reminds me that of that one episode of archer i don't have you ever seen archer Can't Um, if we talked about this or
2: not no i don't i mean i actually haven't seen it i i know what it is but i I love it (laughs) it's it's i've beloved it's 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 just one of those i've never gotten around to it's
1: it's very good. All the, all, pretty much all the humor is dialogue based. Yeah. I yeah. you That's like it why I would like
2: it. Yes. That's why it's definitely on the list somewhere in my brain. But yeah, the, the same
1: scenario plays out in an episode of Archer and I was just kind of like, hmm, well, kind of the same. Anyway. Yeah. But, um, at, at first I, I honestly thought I would hate it because I hate how it starts. Um, but the fight itself is actually really fun. <laughs> and
2: then she kicks his butt. <laughs> right. It is a, it is a fun thing. I Yeah, I think like also the fact that he's following her, like cuz that's when I was really annoyed about him like acting so much like a sighted person, like cuz he smells her, I guess, is the thing. But I'm just like if you. I mean, that's part of being blind. It's like if you see someone that you're able to catch, that they're attractive enough that you want to like talk to them they're basically gone instantly like they're out of your vision they're gone <laughs> like and then and so it is like that is kind of one of the like the loud noises that is something that I think about a lot because I'm like oh yes yeah, sighted people can just like notice someone attractive and then be like oh like at a party and like oh I want to talk to them and then like find a way to kind of talk to them in a non-creepy way of just being like that is a person that I find attractive and I'm like I can't fucking do that it makes me sad because I'm like that is that is like a helpful thing when you're like Dating people is being able to see, and so the fact that he was still able to do that and be creepy about it, first of all, like because he's not even just able to do it, he's also taking it to a level of it not being cool anymore. Like it's not just like, oh, that person's attractive, I'll try to talk to them, and if they don't, if they're not feeling it, then I'll back off, which is the appropriate way to do that. Um, instead, he just can tell she's not into it, and then follows her. Out. Right, well,
1: and then she, she, he comes onto her. She berefts him and then leaves and then he grabs her hand and i was like oh oh no 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 that's that's when like i and she responds how i would probably respond in kind it's just don't touch me don't and then you know she beats him up and then they and then they fall they fall in love because fighting is sexy and it's so cute yeah but
2: like Mm. they're not and it's, I mean, even before they start fighting, I'm just like, well, but I thought she was, like, definitely rejected him. <laughs> like, because I was, just when they start fight like, because it was, like, more of a flirty fighting. Yeah, yeah. But and I- it's like, she did genuinely not want to, like, he, she seemed very genuine when she was like, do not touch me. I don't want to talk to you. Please leave me alone. Like she said, a lot of things that like well, an acceptable guy would be like, yes. okay. I'm well, and then leave.
1: <laughs> she she goes to flip him, and expects him to, you know, I'm guessing fall over or something, and he doesn't because he can fight too. Right. And then it's just like, huh? Okay. I mean, that's not would wouldn't be my first reaction, but okay, right. whatever. It, you know, um, I guess I guess they needed something. Because they couldn't have a, it's kind of a, a meat. It is a meat cute. It's absolutely a meat cute. Right. But it's like turned on its head because they couldn't. He couldn't look at her and all of a sudden, oh my god, she she's so beautiful and da 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 da. They had but to. Have doesn't something he still else.
2: do that? don't they like try to like make it so that that does happen and it's very unbelievable because he's like wow it's a beautiful girl walking in or something right like it's like yeah
1: and even even before she even before she walks in he's just like okay here it comes three two which what the (laughs) fuck are you sensing yeah exactly i'm like wait a minute wait a minute do you just have all of a sudden have like
2: like hot girl, hot girl radar. Radar? that is yeah. one of the senses is being able to tell if someone hot is nearby. Oh,
1: Jesus,
2: <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense and. And then it's also like, but he can't see how beautiful she is, stupid trope. But then it's also like, but he already is attracted to her for something that's kind of unclear because
1: she's a because she's a fighter, and they have that. They had. But really, even
2: before that, he's like, that I gotta talk to that girl, like we'll meet cute. Yeah. because he does yeah. do the thing that like sighted people can do, which is like, and that's because he is the one who initiates. Like, oh, there's a cute person there far away, and I'm like, this is so far from an actual blind person like that just is like that is a literally a thing sighted of people do that blind people just cannot do if like hot, and it
1: pissed me off yeah well if a hot person walks into an establishment that i am i am at first of all i can't tell right. if they are quote-unquote hot right you have um, to like rely on other people to right, tell you right second of all i am definitely not just going to go up to them and start chatting right. them up like there's no there's no way. Yeah,
2: because it's not me. even like at a party, too. It's also like you have to do it under false pretenses because you're just at a diner. Like, you know, because sometimes you could see an attractive person at a party. And I feel like then it's OK to talk to them. But this well, yeah, is not a, a situation you're a where gathering. you're talking. Right, exactly. Yeah. It's not a situation where you just come up and talk to people, which is why he has to, like, trip. What does he do? I can't he remember for what the he honey.
1: Does. Oh, first he, first he tries to trip over her. And right, then, right and then he, and then yeah he sir for the honey and she retorts you know what are, what are you blind and she looks up and notices that he's blind, he is blind. yeah right which um well, actually um which brings me to another point the the sunglasses i used to hate the sunglass trope i used to hate that like that is the marker of a blind person and then i met a bunch of people such as yourself who have major light sensitivity yeah I was like oh this is a real thing
2: okay well hmm, though he I'm... doesn't have any light vision at least not that we're aware of no because he
1: definitely uh, wears them and then takes them off at different times then puts them back on again
2: right because yeah he doesn't seem to like because well, this... we also would know if he had some light perception because that would probably come up in plot this, wise Yeah, in this case, I think it's just a marker,
1: a visual marker, such as Kane, that just means blind. Yeah. Uh, but I think the character in the comics also wears sunglasses as well. Right.
2: And that, so, I mean... You know. Whatever. It does mean that he's gonna... If he does still have, like, um, light receptors for... Um, Regulating circadian rhythms probably dumb mm-hmm. to wear sunglasses, but because mm-hmm. then you can't regulate your circadian rhythms. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, oh!
1: Speaking speaking of comics, uh, something that I noticed this this time around that I was very proud of myself for because I definitely didn't notice it when I watched this the first time. Uh, in the locker room, when the when the when fal, fal- I always want to say Falcone, but that's Batman. The mobster, when the mobster's talking to his dad and talking about all the fighters that he s- supposedly beat. Oh yeah, he mentions Miller, Mac, and Bendis. I don't know Mac, but I know Miller and Bendis refer to uh, Frank Miller and Brian right. Michael Bendis. And I was
2: like, Yay! Oh,
1: they they are writers, and not only are they writers, they right. wrote significant runs on Daredevil.
2: Right, right. That makes sense. So oh, I was wonderful. like, Yay, That's an Easter egg, <laughs> Mac. Well, there's also apparently like I don't know Kirby as like one of there's like some character they refer to. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I was just randomly... I don't know why I don't notice those. I mean, sometimes it is visual, like when Stanley Lee does an appearance, I won't always yeah, notice if you, it's too small or Did you find it this time? I, I never look for it, too, which is also part of the reason why I don't notice okay, it. Okay,
1: so I didn't notice it until this time around. Because okay. uh, I was really paying attention. So Stanley is is... Uh, when... when when Matt is still a little kid and he is crossing the street in that whole group of people and there's a person with a oh. newspaper that almost walks out into traffic and he stops him and right. then keeps walking okay. when the person puts the newspaper down it's Stanley
2: and That's, then he looks around but course. he doesn't
1: say anything yeah, that that. Was, that's him. Which Stanley. I did
2: like that because that is a real thing. Like sighted people are always looking at their phones and like rocking into traffic and blind people are like, we don't fucking do that shit. We, yeah, we're right. paying attention. Okay, hang on.
1: <laughs> I can tell you multiple stories when I have almost or have walked into traffic. Oh no. Anyway, yeah, no, I'm, I'm a bad blind person. I wish. <laughs> I mean, I'm <laughs> I like, like a, so
2: afraid of dying. <laughs> 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 so I'm so careful. I'm like, I feel like I'm the most... I am in the most danger when I'm with sighted people because my guard's down because my like not getting hit by a car guard goes so high up the second I walk outside and it's just up there until I'm with a sighted person and then it goes way down and then I'm like oh right sighted people don't fucking know what they're doing and they're not paying attention and a lot of times I have stopped sighted people from like getting hit by a car like I was daredevil doing that I've done that to people (laughs) before like because people are not fucking paying attention and I've had to be like nope we're not I'm crossing right now, so
1: I think my weird relationship with this with this character, i e. just my avoidance with him, is I'm really sick of of the fact that this is the first character that like blind that pe- sighted people think of when they right. when they're talking about blindness or you ask someone like name a bunch of disabled superheroes and obviously Daredevil is the first one, which or, is fine,
2: like that's that's fine. Are there any? I mean, all superheroes are disabled, but then. Daredevil's the only one that's, like, lived actually within the... Di- physically disabled. Like, oh, except disabled. for Professor X. Also.
1: <laughs> and Oracle is another yeah. disabled superhero. And there are a couple with autism that I just learned about. Oh, uh, that Atomo, are, like, canon and
2: have autism? Or that are speculated?
1: No, no, that actually have autism. Okay. Yeah, That's but, cool. Are yeah. they
2: new? No, they've been around for a
1: oh. while i actually i learned a little bit about them at um at sabine's panel like um a couple of years ago at rose city
2: our awesome friend our sabine, awesome friend sabine. Yes.
1: um who katie at byp mistakes me for every single time <laughs> i walk in there uh, which is cute that's fine that's yeah. I'm like I'm not nearly as creative or creative or talented as Sabine. I'm just here to buy comics.
2: So. I think our we have a little um, coven of blind people in Portland, and I think we are all very talented. That is my raid on it. Um, well, yes. I'm not including okay, you. let me re- oh, Thank you. Let me, <laughs> let me rephrase that statement. I'm not talented
1: in the way that she is talented.
2: She is. I am also a little mad at her for being so good at making comics because my entire life, like being around comics people my whole life, I always just used the excuse of like I'm blind, I can't make comics. And then I met Sabine, I was like, fuck you, man. Now I can't do that anymore. I love Sabine. Also, she's listening. She's amazing. <laughs> I'm not. I don't really. We, lo- we love you so much. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have her on at some point definitely yes,
1: uh, we, you know honestly we should have had her on to talk about this I know I was just thinking that as we <laughs> were like, talking about this she hates Daredevil with a
2: passion yeah she would have a lot of I'm well, well maybe well, well the t- t- fucking TV show is a lot of episodes so we'll have to figure out what we're going to do about that um, but
1: uh, okay that so again I can't compare this movie to the TV show a whole lot because I've only watched the first season and it was years ago but uh, I can I can tell you that one of the other things that really annoys me about this movie is I cannot see what is happening
2: during almost any of the fight scenes. Well, that's true, rid- fight scenes. Yeah, that's, that's true of all fight scenes. Yeah, Because that's what I hated about the TV show, too. And that's actually why I was just like, I can't do this anymore. Because it was just, even with the audio descriptions, the audio descriptions were like so much detail about fighting. And so you just listen to people describe fight scenes. And Good God, that is boring. Especially but, when they're dark and they're mm-hmm. choppy. I was just—they're just, like, they're just I don't care. well. These
1: especially were ugh, pretty egregious. I mean, yeah, it's so, like I just checked out during a lot of the fight scenes because I'm just like, well, I, I can't during, see what's happening.
2: I like literally never. The only thing that I, the only movie I wasn't checked out during fight scenes is Doctor Strange. That's, oh, that had
1: some good fights, but like, okay. But you know what about all those fight scenes? They're they were brightly lit, even if they right. were at
2: night. They yeah. were brightly lit. And it's like, and, and with someone as someone who only has peripheral vision, they're very peripheral vision friendly because they're very immersive in just like, even just what the frame is doing. Like the entire, you know, mise-en-scene is like completely out there. And I love that. Um, but, which is why I, I feel like I weirdly like Doctor Strange more than I wanted to, just because those scenes are so cool. Um, But that's, like, the only time I've actually thought a movie was cool because of a fight scene. Like, there's so many things like... like, um, Mad Max. Like, people love that movie. I'm mm-hmm. like, that's just uh, two hours of not knowing what's going on, and it drives me... I'm yeah. just like, I don't give a
1: fuck. I watched Fury Road because... Now, are you talking about Fury Road specifically? Yeah. yeah. Okay, because I have not seen any of the other Mad Max movies, but I, no, watched, yes. I watched Fury Road specifically because... Uh, uh, Furious is dope, and well, that's um, why
2: I watched it too. But yeah. then I was like, I don't know what the f- what's going on, and there's like no interesting dialogue. It's so <laughs> visual. Oh no,
1: that no, I get it. Like for a, for a visually impaired person, that movie is. Incredibly hard, it's so boring, (laughs) and everything is a lot of the same color, yeah, yeah, exactly. I can't, and I just felt like
2: I was in the desert. And anytime you make me feel like I'm in the desert, I am just so I have no patience for anything. I'm like, I don't want to be here, get me out of here. I want to be in a forest.
1: I wonder, I wonder, (laughs) they did come out with a black and chrome edition of that film, which is the same film but in black and white. Oh, Do you think that would be easier or harder? I don't know
2: if it would be easier, but it does that film definitely wanted to be in black and white so it is kind of stupid that they released it in color if they were doing that anyway Um, because it it, the entire movie, yeah that is something that bothered me about the movie, I'm like this movie does not want to be in color, why is it in color? It is so aggressively not wanting to be in color that it seemed dumb to release it that way. Um, I don't know if it would make it better because it really is just I get very bored and it Like, it is because it's so dependent on all the visuals. Because I just, like, lose patience and I have ADHD. So I'm just, like, you've completely lost. Like, once you've completely lost my attention, it's really hard to get it back. you got to, like, introduce some real moral quandrums. That's not the word. (laughs) Quandrums. That's a good word. Quandrys. Now I don't even know what the word is. Quandries. Quandries. There you go. Yeah. you got to, like you know have some and some like snarky dialogue and like some character relationships you know anything like you gotta really do all the sky things to grab me again like once you've lost me to too much fighting and that movie just doesn't even try it's just like no we're gonna keep fighting we're gonna keep fighting and then we're gonna keep fighting oh and yeah then, I mean, oh it's over well oh. and
1: that was that was what the movie was sold on it was it was one long action sequence and that's just might not be for you i no, mean i i me. saw it i saw it once to see it it was awesome it was you pretty, liked it I mean I liked it because it was fun to watch you know because it was a bunch of it for me it was a bunch of stuff that I had never seen before I'm not saying it was easy to watch I still have never seen it before yeah no I'm um, just kidding I'm not saying it was easy to watch because defi- I definitely got lost in, in a lot of places but you know like I said I, I thought Furiosa was dope but now have I ever watched it again no do I have any desire to watch it again no
2: Yeah, but I saw it. Do you feel like you were able to maybe parse? Because it could also be that my vision was especially, like, untrained, like, not good for the movie. Because it is a lot of just, you're in a desert, and desert's just my vision. It's just like, no, I don't want to do this. Like, please don't do this to me. (laughs) Like, because deserts are the most... Possibly stressful That you could possibly Do to me I like I can't Can't do sunlight I can't do I need a lot of variation To like Get a sense of where I am So the entire right. movie Is so just it, Already it was I'm just mad physi-
1: It was just physically Hard for you to watch Right And, and I can't relate I, To
2: them driving But I that's all that. blind people No I know
1: <laughs> <laughs> I know I could care less About the driving Yeah So that's Yeah that kind of Puts me out Of like the whole um, Mad Max series I just don't Care <laughs> yeah. Very much uh but to to say that like you know yeah that's 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 kind of why 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 i watched it i wanted to see it for furious and i wanted to see it because it was uh i knew it was going to be something visually that i've i've never seen before do and you I can't,
2: what can't what do I've you feel like, like it. was it, was it just the way that just i mean it is a different the mise-en-scene just gonna really throw i that mean okay you film term turn out there yeah yeah nice you can't say that
1: seeing a dude ride on this huge contraption with like all these speakers hooked up to it and a guitar that shoots fire yeah isn't kind of amazing
2: because it is so, and it is like so specific because that's the thing it's like even though i felt so understimulated and just like what the fuck is going on i still have seen so many movies where they're doing mad max and i'm like oh they're doing mad max because it, like, oh, it is like there's just nothing you there's just know that's what they're doing aesthetic. right it's, it's they, like a these certain movies these movies have a visual it's aesthetic. like gone fun there and then you're just like you do so it's so iconic because it's just what it is like you know like right and it it just might not have been your bag yeah I don't know it's definitely not my bag but i it is like I think it's always interesting like how fight scenes I feel like there's just such a disconnect with sighted people of like because fight scenes are like you have they're they to me they are making the movie worse and so you have to make up for them and like when i hear people being like it's just all fighting i'm like really why would you want like like it is hard for me to understand cuz i'm cuz i just get it is so i'm getting nothing out of it pretty much like cuz also like you can notice the foley work but the foley work is so silly in a fight scene <laughs> like it is like and and if anything, it just kind of is distracting if the foley work is is too extreme and so but that's like the only sensory input I generally get because it's just too it's, – unless – it's generally too cut to likes. So you can't really get – a, the each shot is just too short to really get a good sense of – because it takes my eyes a while to even understand what I'm seeing. And right. so a lot of times I've just completely lost exactly where we are in a lot of – and you can do a better fight scene where it's not like that, but it, that is, like, kind of the lazy, I feel like. I'm definitely, when I'm, so when I'm watching,
1: especially with Daredevil, with the fight scenes being so dark, Yeah, um, I definitely am queuing into what the Foley is doing, and if there is any dialogue, I'm listening for that, and right. I'm trying to, yeah, I, I'm just, listen, uh, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what's happening what's happening and where i that's am that's why
2: i always liked buffy even though people make fun of it for all the quippy things like <laughs> at least it makes the, the fight scenes more engaging because you're like oh someone's saying something like like that makes it so you feel like because i think you just kind of tune out and you also feel just like frustrated you feel unseen because you're like oh so you're not providing anything for me to find interesting here when I you know I do have some vision so there are things in movies I can see I also like care a lot about there's so much sound that goes into a movie you have to do you're doing scoring you're doing dialogue you're doing um foley work and um are you doing anything else <laughs> I guess those are kind of the three main things well yeah I mean and some first well for some movies
1: you have I mean, to score and make die-ingenic. up literally make up sounds that don't exist right yeah I, the the way it, the way daredevil's vision sounds that i do someone really like probably the way had to make they...
2: that up <laughs> it is i mean i do like that this movie tried to do some formalistic things cuz i think that <laughs> I think that movies about blind people should always be thinking about how to do it formalistically. And I think a lot of them don't bother. And I think all of them should be doing that. um, Because I know that's how I... That's my process. If I'm making a movie about blindness or making film about blindness, the first thing to think about is how you represent that. And there are different ways to do that. But I think part of it for me is a lot of times what I like is when you take the entire frame and you like do so, you manipulate it so that it is more the perspective of a blind person but that's not how movies are made in hollywood because they're made for sighted people not blind people and they're not made by blind people they're made by sighted people so they're not thinking in those terms but like i think that any movie about a blind person shouldn't just like be like okay well we're because then. It is like you're telling sighted people, or you're telling blind people that this movie isn't actually for you. Like, it's not supposed to be representing your experience. It's supposed to be representing the experience of sighted people looking at you, basically. And although I don't think this movie was made specifically for
1: a blind audience... Right. I think there were actually a lot of little touches that showed that they cared. that right. you, Because definitely in my high school self and my friends I mean we felt you know for two hours we felt seen I mean yeah
2: and I did too even before I knew I was blind it was like it was something very indescribable or I was like why do people like because I always hate movies that everyone likes that is my entire brand and so like the one time that didn't happen was this movie <laughs> and, the, and everybody hates this movie. Right. No, this is exactly this was the, obviously I mean you can't count the room because everyone loves the room. The room is but like, the, room, the room
1: is a masterpiece fight me anyway.
2: Yes, and I think I agree with many people on that one. But The Daredevil is literally the only movie that I have ever um, really loved that everyone else has hated. It's I'm always the other I'm way looking up the Rotten Tomatoes score because mm-hmm. I'm very curious now. Uh, I think it's a five on IMDb, but I don't know how IMDb does their thing.
1: No, I usually consult Rotten Tomatoes. I would, too. I was just on IMDb. Let's see what we got here.
2: (laughs) Well, that's how you tell the difference between the TV show and the movie is the rating.
1: Oh, well, yeah, there you go.
2: Not that rating with the five to eight
1: stars. And literally, well, the first thing that comes up on Rotten Tomatoes is Marvel Entertainment. Okay, okay. Here we go. So Rotten Tomatoes rating is 43%, which is rotten. Yeah. The audience rating is 35%. Oh well the audience hated the it. The audience more. didn't
2: like it at all. Well, I am I do have the even as a child, I didn't have the heart of a movie critic, so I guess it makes sense that at least I was on the side that was a little bit I mean, I think
1: I think as blind people we have um or just us two in general, we have a bit of a soft spot for this movie. I I know I know that I have a little bit more of a soft spot than I thought I had.
2: Yeah, me too. I, I was I, expecting to not to see it in, with a completely different different eye. Right. No. Nah. <laughs> no, like I wanted I wanted to watch this
1: expressly with the purpose of coming over here to rip this movie a new asshole. And I watched it, I'm like, you know what?
2: That wasn't too bad. I know. I thought the same thing. <laughs> I was like, it is very cheesy. Oh, so then I'm, But then when we're talking about like blindness stuff, it isn't it is really like I feel like it actually did try a lot more than a lot of the movies we've seen so
1: far. Just I mean, that I, many, I think it had to. Your your character is Daredevil. He's the mm-hmm. man without fear. He's a his whole shtick is he's a blind superhero. And if you just threw your hands in the air and didn't give a shit about the part of that character that's blind, right? It wouldn't it have worked. I mean, his Daredevil can be Daredevil and be a superhero because and work on superhero logic because that's. He's a superhero. Yeah. Obviously, you got you got to suspend your disbelief. He's not of, it's not reality, you know. But and this and this is why I think Ben Affleck actually makes a superb Bruce Wayne because he plays the other half of the character, the 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 quote unquote normal half, <laughs> so well. Yeah, and so grounded. I mean, Matt Murdock feels like a real person to me. Yeah. He and does. Bruce Wayne felt like a real person to me. I don't know. I don't know if I really believe him so much when he's Batman or Daredevil.
2: that yeah. sounds mean. Why to does say, he get you know? to play all the fun superheroes? I want to play Batman or Daredevil. Know, I've like right? gone my entire life being like, I so bad I want to be Batman or Daredevil. <laughs> Really Batman. I don't know why. I just think I like how he talks in yeah, the Bat- Nolan Batman's ones. Yeah, Batman's super cool. Oh, it's super cool. You fun. like,
1: oh, my God. I think you're the only
2: person we've well, ever met. Okay, but that's, like, <laughs> the one impression that you can you can be in a, in a scene in, like, improv or something, and just you can just talk like that, and now you're Batman. It's just so fun because it's so funny. <laughs> but I love, I mean, Dark Knight, I really do Truly love that movie. I know it's very cliche.
0: Personally, I prefer trying to impersonate B.
2: <laughs> That's it. I mean, I just adopted the dark, so. <laughs> You're I mean, born of the darkness. No, we, wait, I did that wrong. <laughs> I was born of the darkness. <laughs> we okay, were I'll both stop. we were both born well I did I adopted it over time, but not in like choice by choice. It kind of just was progressive. But we kind of both were born with the darkness. Gotta give it up. <laughs> born with it. Yeah, we're down with the darkness. Yeah. Oh
1: god. No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, no, yeah. it is uh,
2: I but Ben Affleck is I mean
1: Ben Affleck, international sex symbol. <laughs> well, I, yeah. I'm
2: <laughs> just gonna, Sorry. if it's not true before this podcast, it's true now. We just, we made it happen. <laughs> I mean, it's not a good time to be making him a sex symbol, but. <laughs> um, Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's funny because I was reading, like, he so hated this movie after it came out. Really? That he, like, trash talking to these, so like, I'm never gonna do super, because this was 2003, so the way superheroes... It was a thing. It was movie, very different. It was still
1: superhero movies were still really right. it was stupid genre. and stigmatized, and yeah, like you could yeah. be
2: a movie star and say you didn't want to be in superhero movies, right. which now that would be so laughable. Oh, it's like, I know. do you want to work or no? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. <laughs> so are, exactly. Are you saying you're retiring from being a movie star? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> like you can't do that. But you know, now we know you can't do that because he did he did play batman after um but it is i find very funny because i enjoyed this movie and he his next time playing a superhero after complaining and saying this movie was so bad was the landmark supreme court case batman v superman oh, jesus christ the worst movie uh, of all time the worst movie the worst <laughs> i
1: i remember being so excited i went and saw it with a group of friends and I'm just like, I left actively hating the movie. I was, I, I'm like, I am so sorry. Cause he, my, our friend of ours bought our tickets. I'm just like, I am so sorry. That's so like funny. I feel,
2: I'm really sorry. I, I was so done. I have to say that I did not wind up seeing it, but that was a movie that I from very early on was like, this is gonna be so bad. And anyone thinks that it's not going to be, I don't even remember why I thought it's that, but I called it boring. <laughs> That's yeah, that's what I've heard part. is because that's it why I would have so seen boring. it if I if I heard it was like cats or something. Then no, I definitely no, seen no. It. It's long. like it's just long and it's drawn out. It's like it's Mad Doring. Max to me. Like, it's just basically like the everyone in the world
1: is the, seeing how I see only, Mad Max. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. The only good part about that movie is when Wonder Woman comes in at the end. That's it. And then she's here for like five or ten minutes. And then
2: you're like, yeah, that was
1: cool. That's it. I'm
2: good. I'm what, good. Did that come out? before
1: no, no 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 there's a wonder in World? in donna i'm sorry in yawn of justice there is the, <laughs> the landmark, the landmark spring, spring that,
2: that's
1: good i've never heard that <laughs> that's before. i it's me that's really good trademarks guy. <laughs> <laughs> um no no in, in so in the movie yeah in the movie wonder woman they have to fight doomsday basically so in the movie wonder woman comes in to help them out and so for the last fight scene you get like the trinity you get batman superman and wonder woman all working together and Wonder Woman is like kicking ass and she's awesome and then the, then
2: she goes away and it's stupid that's what was it what was the timeline so did it come because did it come out like no. before Wonder no. Woman I think it did er,
1: yes it did I'm sorry the timeline
2: goes though.
1: yes the timeline goes Man of Steel Batman v Superman Wonder Woman
2: Justice League okay uh, and where's the only- Suicide Squad play yeah because it's still Affleck on, yeah, in he's squad. in that.
1: He's in that movie for a hot minute, though. It is. Does so, he even have a
2: line? I can't remember. I think he might. That movie is. I did see. You know, a truly a masterpiece of bad movie. Oh my god! <laughs> I so yeah. I saw that
1: with a friend and just hated it. I mean, it was terrible. And then I, I, it came out on HBO a while ago, and I just for funsies, I was like, mm, I'll give it a try. And I made it twenty minutes in. Oh my god! And gosh. I was just like, this. This is so. I. I have so many better things I could be doing with my life right now than watching this stupid movie. So I, I stopped.
2: I, I definitely I did see it a couple times because it is I. There the first time I was like, "Why is everyone excited about this?" This I was a also very mad times. about it. Did you lose a bet? you saw it a couple
1: of times well i
2: Mm -hmm. saw it with a friend the second time because the first time i was like dragged to it because i was like everyone knows this is gonna be bad and people were like no not everyone knows yet like this is the past we're only we're sky only you this is my un this is my superpower my use i know when movies are gonna be bad before everyone else does i don't know i wouldn't call that a useless superpower (laughs) anyway i mean that i i mean it I feel like it's as useful as maybe finding a remote. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I so I was dragged to suicide squad and then I was like, oh yeah, so this was truly bad and I and then I like was kind of a man about how bad it was but I think even then I was like this is it was kind of fun because I do really love watching a movie that has just so failed at being a movie and just every like and knowing how movies are made I love when you're like oh wow there's not a single thing that could have not like that did go right like it was literally every possible idea of a thing that could go wrong in a movie did go wrong in this movie and I just like I just love because I can. I've I have talked like for five hours about just how many things do not work in that movie, and just like the confusion about how anything happened. Like because it is the most inconsistent thing. No well, one has any motivation. No. Well, and to tie it into the to to Daredevil, the
1: fight scenes yeah. in that are also gray. The whole movie is gray. It's true. all the fight scenes are gray.
2: They're boring. That's true. The fight scenes, though, at least I I, I get excited because it is so much of it is nonsense. Also, the soundtrack is the mixing on that movie like this is what I love is it just has all of the little things are so wrong like that only like if you've been immersed in like film studies and how to make movies like you notice just all the different like at one point they have like a Kanye West song and I only like know that it's Kanye West song because I love this song so I can recognize it in another unus- uh, useless superpower of us being able to recognize a song in a very loud place that's playing on the music very useless i could tell you from having that for a long time i've never never been useful but um now i'm remembering all of them um I, but it there's a Kanye West song it playing in the background and you it's like at a firing range and so they're shooting guns and it is so loud <laughs> that you literally cannot hear any part of the song, and by the time all the loud noises of the shooting the guns is over, the song fades out. Like, the best I could describe the soundtrack is just it's, like, a radio playing a bunch of top 40 stations, like, just on scan, where it will, like, play each station for 30 seconds and then go to the next one. Like, that is the soundtrack to... Suicide Squad. Anyway, I could ha- talk about this forever. <laughs> have you... So, have you seen Birds of Prey? Not yet.
0: Oh,
1: well, and I can't say go to the theater to see it. Uh, no. Birds of Prey is amazing. It is everything that Suicide Squad should have been and oh, wasn't. but I wanted... But
2: I would really love if it was everything that just Suicide no, Squad was. No, no, because *The Birds of Prey is good. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I just, I'm just over superhero movies, so I really love when they're bad.
1: <laughs> no, I get that. I, yeah, I, to- I totally get that. Actually, the last movie I saw before all the theaters closed right. was Emma.
2: Oh, is that a superhero movie? No. I was going to say.
1: No, no. See, I, I, I do, I do. contrary to popular belief, I do watch more than superhero movies. But, uh, no. Well, it's I have, just you
2: have to try hard to do
1: it. So it's like true. you got to show you care. I, I really try hard. I make it a point to go see not superhero movies. So I'm like, the, yeah. these movies, at least the good ones, deserve money. They deserve right. my butt in a seat to Well, watch Marvel
2: them. really needs you to buy tickets. They're struggling. Oh, I know they're struggling so hard, guys. Yeah. <laughs> what are support they, what are they the ever poor ever people at Marvel <laughs> and Disney. Them. Poor, poor Marvel and Disney. They had, to, they had
1: to push Mulan back indefinitely. God. Are you kidding me? The only thing I was excited about? I know, right? I was like, this is, out of all the live
2: action remakes, let's go. Like this one, let's dance. Let's do this. I like worried that the. the, It almost feels like just an apparition that you would actually have like a gender fluid character because they've literally never had a protagonist that's gender fluid ever again. Like it's the only time. It's the only time I've ever seen that part of me reflected in movies. Like, and having someone who is like um, AFAB, like. Being going as a man for a while, and then like going between the genders, and like that as a kid, that that and Daredevil were the two things. Where I'm like, oh my god, I'm like a real, I'm a real person. Yes. Like I'm here. And... Well,
1: and I I like the head canon that a lot of people are presenting, which is uh Li Shang is bi.
2: Cause if, oh my if god! If you remember, oh, in, yes, in the... I know. Mm-hmm. This is how I read yeah. it as well when I was okay. a kid. Okay, okay. Yes. I'm like, <laughs> good. I am not
1: the only one because I was who like, it was found, crazy.
2: You found like your gender queer person and you found like a bye boy to be your sweetie it's just the dream i was just like the first <laughs> time i ever watched a thing where i'm like oh my god this could be me as an adult i could grow up to be like this oh beautiful i, I love,
1: love it. it i love it <laughs> so i i was super stoked for this because i mean i i love movies i love i grew up a block a couple of blocks away from a movie theater so that is just what my family did yeah, every weekend we'd go to the movies. My parents, Almost no matter what was playing,
2: working at the movies, so oh, that was an so extremely great. big part of my childhood nice. too. Yeah, yeah. So I mean,
1: that's just yeah. That so go for me. Going to the movies is really comforting, and it's just I enjoy it, and I love. It's just something I I love doing because I've I'll, I can afford it. I've always been able to afford it. Like I'd I'd go to the theater more if if I could um if it it if has gotten more it. expensive. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so not being able to do that right now really sucks. Because, like, no matter what, even if I couldn't find any, anything to do on a, on a day or whatever, I could be like,
2: all right, you just go see I'm a movie. Go see a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It is It is really sad that, because I go see movies alone, too. There's a lot of movies, there's not a lot of people in the theater, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's, like, also part of what's nice about seeing a movie, too, is when you are feeling alone, you can go see it and it feels very comforting. Yeah. And And it it is, like, not this, like, as much as I do love a lot of TV, which you can't see in a movie theater, (laughs) but it is still, there's something about watching something alone that is different, because even if you like the characters, there's still a sense of you still need to go outside and socialize with people, and you are very aware of that if you're watching too much TV. Yeah, well, and a movie theater is,
1: like, you can socialize with people, but you don't have to talk. Right. If it is a good like being be in a around room with people. a bunch of people. Yeah. And
2: it's also acceptable for you to do it alone, too. Which yes. is like something because there's a lot of things that I'll do alone where I'm like, I don't think this is like a thing that people I, people might be judging me for being here alone. But I don't the worst, care. But it's still the worst, worst is when
1: I go out to a sit down restaurant, which I don't go to very often. Yeah. Like I'll go to a cafe alone because, you know, what the fuck ever. Right, it's right, a cafe. Of course. Every, a lot of Everyone's people are there alone. alone. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like a sit down restaurant. I usually will go with friends because and I the same way I'll get like yeah. takeout if I'm eating. alone If I'm alone, yeah. yeah, because I have gone alone and I've brought like a book or a game or my tablet. Yeah, me too. Or whatever. People
2: weirdly judge people you. Realize, people are so. yeah Yeah. they do I'm exactly with you on that because I like I'm like why can't I do this alone and I think sometimes people are like learn to like go to restaurants alone I'm like I did learn to do that and people do genuinely (laughs) (laughs) judge you like and you're always like why are you like It's yeah. And there is a loneliness epidemic. And I feel like people who don't have a big support system, there is like, it's not just that it is extremely bad for your health. Like there is a social stigma to it. And it's really messed up considering how big of a problem it is right now in the world. Like there's so many people who are isolated not to mention, this is not this is pre coronavirus. I'm talking about like the loneliness <laughs> epidemic is way before that, yeah, and now yeah. I can't imagine how bad it's I mean, getting.
1: Yeah, and I'm definitely not a good, not very good at like going somewhere. Like I don't go to a, a lot of bars and or pubs, uh, mostly because I'm alone. Right, and I just I'm not that person who can sit down next to a bar and be like
2: hey, how are you? What's your name? Let's have this a conversation. I can't do it. this is only, like, abled white men who do that. I'm always <laughs> like, why do you – how – because I think there's also, like, there's a fear of, like, I don't want to, like, get drugged or something. Like, yeah,
1: I'm not – I'm honestly not necessarily terrified of that because I am – quote-unquote not a hot person so i'm like fuck people i know i know i don't care but i'm like people are yeah but that sucks people will leave me the fuck alone
2: it's I'm a, a, a I'm I'm an unusual un- no it is a yeah, very useful
1: yeah. superpower That. <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah but no i like i have a few pubs that i will go to by myself because i feel safe there and i'm i'm people leave me the fuck alone and the bartenders are really nice right that's a big part of what that's nice yeah but a lot of a lot of sit-down restaurants and cafes i or sit, sit, down restaurants sit down, I just yeah. don't go to Well anymore. cause I
2: think it's also like servers Who are the people you're interfacing with You can tell that the, I feel like a lot of the judgment Comes from them as well Like so finding places where the Staff isn't judgmental mm-hmm. is really Helpful cause like yeah people I think other people do judge you For being alone but it is like a lot of Time when you're dealing with like Hostess hosts And hostesses why are those so gendered That's dumb Um <laughs> whatever people working at a restaurant they're not everyone does this but i feel like sometimes i have felt the most like weird about it from servers and stuff where i'm like like yeah there's a weird judgment about it but that's that's
1: interesting i i don't think i've ever had that experience where the servers and the staff have judged me it's it's more um other (laughs) patrons the other patrons oh interesting but yeah i'm just just like i just feel weird Yeah,
2: yeah, I don't know. I do too. I I mean, like, that's interesting. I wonder, because I'm also trying to think why I think that, because it is something I very strongly think does happen. And it also just depends on, like, the place. There are places where, like, that's why I like to, if I'm going to eat somewhere, sit down I like, a place I already know. The way, because the servers stay the same. So that, like, helps.
1: My guess, because my mom was a server for years, years and years and years. My guess is the the... Party of one thing, um, maybe they just know that they're not they're not in for a good tip,
2: right? Well, I mean that makes sense, or
1: or yeah, like a you know decent tip because like if you have two yeah, or three well I people, feel guilty
2: about that too. Everybody's yeah, gonna and that's tip, probably yeah, true. And I and I mean maybe that's and that's understandable. I mean it's fucked up that that like it's, it's people fuck, don't get paid enough usually. Yeah,
1: it's fucked up that we run that we live in a society that's run on tips. Yeah, I that mean, makes to like be honest.
2: Yeah, instead of employers having their responsibility of paying their workers. You you should
1: pay your wage staff and and chefs and hostesses and hosts and bartenders a living wage instead right. of having them have to beg for tips because it's it's ridiculous. No, yeah, in in Florida, um when we Some went on minimum our wage. Oh my god, when we went on our family vacation, we went and had, you know, re- we ate it at like, a Denny's or something. And uh, the waitress was really nice. And my mom, having been a server, you know, strikes up a – strike, striked up a conversation through our, uh, throughout our whole meal. And she asked her as we were leaving, she's like, I, I'm just curious, you know, we're, we're from Alaska, we're not from here, da-da-da. You know, how much do you guys make? And um, she's like, yeah, I make I make two fifteen an hour. And then tips. And then tips. And my mom, she, like, her jaw hit the floor. I, we left that woman $20.00 yeah i've never seen her leave someone that big a tip
2: i mean I it's just so it. fucked up Ugh. and then like there are places where it's like yeah if you don't make enough tips they'll like yeah give you minimum wage for the hour there are some
1: restaurants in california i believe that are doing the tipless system and it works out great it is a better the staff system. is the staff is better because they're not competing with each other right and, and then they you know
2: yeah that is like a big it's like in commission It's the same problem of like mm-hmm. It shouldn't like a competitive work environment is never good, and it's especially bad if you're like trying to do hospitality. Like it just goes counter to even what you're trying to do. Like it's bad when it's all sorts of companies, but at least they've like made that part of their culture, which is not good. I mean, I'm not. It's all bad. You should never be competitive in a workplace because that does not motivate people. It motivates people to undercut their like their um, co-workers which is not very helpful to like getting good you know stuff done so
1: okay so here's my question so when you go to the airport yeah do you have um a guide or help from them to get you like to the gate or through security or i just whatever? tried
2: i do for to get through security because okay. i wanna don't want to wait in no
1: line right oh hell
2: no i hear you <laughs> i hear you work
1: that disability card yeah but like to have someone physically walk you to the gate or when you get home when you get yeah. off the plane, have someone take you to the luggage. At LAX, place.
2: I've had to do that. Okay, just yeah. So my question is, do you tip them? No. Are we supposed to do that? Apparently, you're supposed to tip them. Wait a second, but that's like they work for
1: disabled people. That's I know, fucked up. And they work, and they work at the airport. Like that is literally their job. Apparently, there's no written rule that says you must tip these people, but apparently, you're supposed to tip them.
2: Um not gonna do that because that's <laughs> I mean like not to say that that's not important service I've definitely had people who are very able to do that and it's been really stressful for me so you know there have definitely been nice people but I've had a lot of really bad experiences with people like saying shitty stuff to me or being aggressive in a way that scared me like so it's not like yeah sometimes it's good but a lot of times I've not had great experiences so definitely not feeling motivated to so, like they're not the people who help disabled people that I've you know I'm always really happy to interact with a lot of times it's stressful cuz I don't like it um well, it started with my
1: dad when I would go to the airport especially leaving from from home or whatever he'd give me snack money or something and um he would he give me a couple of fives and I'm like oh okay you know whatever and he's like the fives are for tips like you tip tip the people and I'm like oh
2: yeah. okay I, I mean for getting food
1: like no no the, the tips were specifically for the guides oh oh I see mm-hmm. no no I'm not um no
2: when you're writing I get it, I get it yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah um I don't and do you have any confirmation that that's true like when you tip them they it's not like they were because some places you're not allowed to like take tips so yeah, no no that they, take it. It. That they take it was they
1: take it I've never had anyone deny me a tip or deny taking a tip from me okay no. And I, m- and maybe the rule is you're not, you're not supposed to, but people do it anyway. Because i be that they're like, we're not actually supposed to take yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> because I've definitely worked at jobs and gotten tips and you're not supposed to take it and I've taken it.
2: Right. So that could, because I just like, that's very unfair in that like abled people still go through security and so they don't have to pay. Like, because it's one thing if it's, like, a server is serving everyone, and so it's not like you have to give them money. I mean, even though it's not a good business model, it's still, like, when you're interacting with it, it's not because you're blind. They have to give them a tip, like, but that is literally, like, so this is things able people, like, able people don't have to pay this? Like, and I, I feel like there's so many well, disability taxes, but right. that one's so blatant. Well, well, we don't, I mean, like I said, there's
1: nothing, there's nothing that says you have to tip these people. I have not tipped them. I before. There's definitely been times before where I have not tipped. Because I
2: try to tip everyone that you're supposed to tip, so that's right. like...
1: But you also don't have to, as a disabled person... I've never had to pay for this service at the airport. It doesn't cost right, extra. Right, but it's like
2: ADA. It's the, res- the airport's responsibility to provide that. Correct. It's like an elevator. It's like Correct. paying to go in an elevator. Right.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, no, I see your point. I see your point. Um, but I think maybe because like, like people tip bellhops and valets.
2: Yeah, but they're that doing that sort of for thing. everyone though. Like, that's true. Yeah, because it's they specifically a service for disabled people. So no one else would have to pay for that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't, don't know. know.
1: I, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is that uh, I will tip them if I can. And if I can't, I, I I'm sad but I don't necessarily feel super guilty. I feel way less guilty than if I don't tip at a restaurant or a cafe. Well, yeah. I mean, then, I, I'm like oh. I've
2: had times where I have been mm. with people that I didn't necessarily there were friends of friends that I wouldn't necessarily hang out with otherwise that one time someone who didn't tip And I was like, okay, cool. So now I am just giving you $12 because it was like a big bill. And I was like, we're not going to fucking leave here without a tip. So I have to just give more money, basically. And so, like, I was very mad. But, like, because there's no way I'm going to be associated with a group of people that doesn't give an adequate tip. Uh, I had someone tell me that uh, if they
1: cannot tip adequately or above adequately, they they won't do it yeah like that's i'm like that's the just that's i mean their i'm the same factor. way which
2: is why this whole disability thing made me mad because i will tip <laughs> anyone that's ex- that that's part of their income like because even if i don't agree with the system i'm this is i feel like we're at the beginning of reservoir dogs but <laughs> 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 but the idea that like i now i like want to know oh another thing to send us a voice message about do you tip the the disabled help i mean i don't know what the exact term for what that that job is i mean it's not i don't think people who do it it's their entire job because i think there's a lot of rotating yeah, around there's it, gotta but, be yeah. they gotta do other
1: things i believe at, so at, at i mean it's
2: point. not I enough mean... of a job to like be your entire day doing that i think i don't know then again airports are huge well some, are. most airports some are. are so yeah. you
1: know maybe they have a select group of people
2: yeah but i mean i am also oh god just a circle back to the experiences i've had i had some really bad experiences yes, like with people yes, being very yes. like shitty to me to the point that i was like i kind of wish i just had waited in the line that
1: like, <laughs> that is when so unfortunate you know unfortunately that is that is the deciding factor for if, if i'm gonna tip or not
2: yeah well that i mean that should be but also shouldn't have to ever tip for that no no but that's but yeah, that's, I mean, but that's, that's a frustrating thing for me that I think about, like, when I take a lift and a driver is kind of, like, rude to me because I'm blind and is really not understanding that I'm like, I can't see this thing, so you're, like, not being helpful or being, like, weird. Then I, I always tip lift drivers, so I'm like, what do I do? Like, because I don't want to just not tip someone. Right. Like, because I don't, like, I tip because I'm just like, that's a part of your income and I'm not going to yep. fucking rob you yep. of that. Like, yep. and that's why I tip. And so when I have really bad service or when I feel, like, kind of scared, I'm like, I don't really want to reward this person. But then also, like, uh, the way I tip, I just think of it as, like, this important part of your income that needs to come. So I get frustrated. I'm like, why are you me? You could have just been nice and I wouldn't have to think about this. <laughs> I, so, okay, so what is, what is a good lip tip for you? I usually will
1: tip my base is, like, $3. And then if you're really awesome... I might, go, I might go higher. I probably, um, probably will go higher. I usually higher. do like $3. Nice. Okay. It is...
2: It's hard. I also like will take small rides multiple times, which mm-hmm. is annoying because it's like this is just way more money than if... Because I'll like be taking a ride there and back somewhere. So I'm like, I can't just do this all in one because I'm literally... The whole ride is, you know, why I, I left to do something.
1: Actually, uh, well, I don't know how you do this if say you took a ride to the store and then had to shop and then go back. But there is a way during a ride you can edit you can add
2: stops right you can add stops and I actually did do that once to pick up a prescription at a close-by pharmacy so I just ran in and grabbed it and came back out and then went back home and I was like yeah the it the app was not having my thing it was very confused by what I was I was like this can't be that abnormal to just like run and get something come back but um but I yeah I will occasionally do that but it's mostly just like for very specific things. Like most of the time when I get a multi-stop ride, it's because I'm sharing a ride with someone who lives somewhere else than I do, but we, but like we live on the way from each other. So that's usually when I'll do multi-stops, but I don't generally do it to like pick stuff up because it just takes too long to pick things up. That, yeah, so that wouldn't really work if well, I'm like, I'll be back in 30 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Well, good. Okay,
1: good. I feel better about my, about my $3. Like if, you know, if I were a movie star or a millionaire, I, of course I would tip more. Yeah. But I'm not.
2: Well, also, if they, like, got healthcare, I mean, it's kind of on Lyft and Uber to, like, again, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, why or is it everyone below that or whatever, like, you know, has to deal with all this shit, and then these very large companies make a lot, of, well, I don't know if Uber and Lyft really make any money, but they definitely get a lot of it coming in, even oh, if they, they don't must. make it.
1: Well, they they must make a lot of money, because... So a driver a driver will take a ride, I don't know. This is I'm going to say a $30 ride because it's easy to do the math. So you you call a driver and your ride is like $30. The driver only gets half of that ride plus your tip. So the driver is only making $15.
2: Then why aren't they profitable?
1: I thought they were profitable.
2: No, they're not profitable. Really? Yeah, that's why the prices wow. went up at a certain point cuz they're not. Wow. Profitable when they went public, that like was they had to <laughs> to disclose that, yeah. Damn, okay, so oh, there's shit. Anyway. I don't know. <laughs> well, they should um, pay their people better, yeah. They should, I mean, uh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I always have that sigh of like once you start going down the road of all the things that are wrong in the world, <laughs> just reminds you of all the other things, and you just keep going down and down. And sometimes I have to remember, it's like a meditative thing, like when you note a thought, it just, my sigh is just like, oh yes, the world, very fucked up. A lot of aspects to it being fucked up. Uh,
1: yeah, that's the yes. that's the one thing, that's the only thing we can depend on right now, is the world is fucked up. Yeah. It's the one thing we know for sure, the world it's, is fucked up.
2: There's some consistency in life.
1: Um, anyway, anyway, that... Half an hour long tangent, whatever that was
2: that was cool. we should do maybe our final impressions yes yes, yes okay. absolutely so this is um I'll do the little explanation mm-hmm. um, this is our blind acuity test where we both come up with a number of like in the um parlance is that right um mm-hmm. of like 2020 vision would be a very Um, non-blind movie, like something that's entirely sighted people, sighted people everywhere. There's no blind person was ever talked about in the entire process. And then 2200 would be like, this is like legit. This is a real blind person movie. That's legal blindness. That's why 2200. Um, Anything above 2200, super blind, awesome. Not like Daredevil super blind, but like very awesome to blind people. Um, And then, uh, yeah, anything between 2020 and I mean I guess people understand how math works so I'll stop there (laughs) but yeah so do you want to go first sure so gosh um
1: I I'm probably gonna rate this a lot higher than I I, and then like I said than than I initially initially thought I was because I had I just had a really good time with this movie, yeah. so I don't know. I'm probably sitting at like a 2090. Okay, maybe, maybe even a, a 2100 if I think about it. 2100 was my gut reaction, and I'm like, okay, just go. walk that, walk that back for a second here. <laughs> Let's go with the 2090. Yeah. What
2: maybe you walk it back, if the, if you can?
1: Because I definitely wouldn't point to Daredevil and say this, this. Yeah. Is a good is a good portrayal of a blind person because you can't really say that Daredevil the superhero you can't really judge this movie on Daredevil the superhero because he's a superhero yeah or you know Super Crip if we're getting if we're getting right, into right. that the, he's that trope. we could have gone into we that probably should have probably should have gotten into that. that that's that's <laughs> a that's a whole other can of worms and then anyway, and then Super Crip leads we'll to, to inspirational porn anyway yeah which I don't think this movie is um insp- inspirational porn. Uh but it's it's definitely um definitely yeah. would qualify as a super crip anyway. Definitely, so yeah. that's that's the only thing that's really holding me back. Um but judging Matt Murdock on Matt Murdock uh you know I don't know. I think I think that Fleck did a pretty good job actually.
2: I mean, yeah. I believed him. Yeah. He acted it well, which is know? weirdly hard sometimes. I know, right? Yeah. Um, yeah good eye lines it's all about that we need a whole segment that's specific to eyelines. Eyelines, yeah um <laughs> we actually probably should put that part of our ratings how is the eye lines on this because I do notice it like every I, movie we watch, I don't oh interesting because I
1: can't see people's eyes
2: right I so. can I kind of can't but I am just very I think it's like i I very much notice that in general I think it's from like being a cinema Photographer, oh, definitely. Kind of, I'm oh, that's definitely. And and like continuity, I just I'm very obsessed with continuity. Maybe it is a peripheral vision person thing, like because mm-hmm. continuity, especially, is super peripheral vision. Like I'll notice errors quicker than I think sighted people will. Um, but that, but yeah. So I'm always like thinking about eye lines in normal movies. So that's maybe why I always notice it, especially with blind people. Movies about blind people, but yeah, but yeah. So
1: I, yeah, yeah. I think I'm sitting. Yeah, I'm sitting very comfortably uh, at a at a twenty ninety.
2: Um, nice. I don't hate this. Yeah, <laughs> I think. I mean, honestly, I would give it maybe closer, to like a uh, a twenty one thirty. Because okay. I feel like I. It's fine because like I was thinking when doing this podcast I was going to rate things very low but I also didn't expect that I also very low standards (laughs) and so I think that that has definitely really almost more affected my ratings because I think the fact that they really did think through what perceiving the world with different senses and just vision is and I think that that is a big trap that a lot of these movies fall into of just like being so focused on the lack of sight and like what sight is like and thinking kind of like how when studies of like blind people are not actually to help blind people they're just like well sight does this because blind people act this way and it's like okay cool could you do a study that actually helps us and like we would care about that's it yeah another thing but like I think that that is a cool thing about the movie is just how much it tries to really think through like sense other senses and how that works and 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 I did like as a kid I think recognizing someone in a movie in that way it's just it just really didn't happen and like and I think it really stuck with me as a kid because of that and now as an adult with like i was i was also surprised that like cuz i thought like okay i was so deprived of any like no one was even i wasn't even allowed to be blind so i was just so it, it was something I wanted so bad and was felt so, so far away. And so it's like maybe that deprivation of blind representation as a kid like made this seem way better than it was. But I, like, even though it had a lot, it does have a lot of problems and there are things that were unbelievable and there were a lot of inconsistencies. <laughs> and, um, At least I think it tried more to think and to. I really did like love the way that it visualized and the way that it really tried to like use vi- the visualizations and the um, the soundtrack the well I mean the mix in general to like think through like we have film is limited sensory wise because you have pictures and you have sound and that's all you got and so like with blindness theoretically you're just kind of cutting one off and you just have the other which is it is like a challenge to figure out how you want to balance that and I think that like I really did like the way that they visualized blindness in a more kind of interesting way that you got to actually see his perspective. Um, and you didn't just kind of be like, oh, well, we can't really represent blindness. So we're not going to try. Um, and the way that the soundtrack also did that. And, you know, it, is, it has a lot of problems too. Like it just, it's also is like, just has a lot of movie problems. I think a lot of the problems are more movie problems. Like that it is inconsistent and that it is like the CGI is not great. I mean, but that's also like looking back on it. I mean, I'm sure it was fine for the time period I mean the story the the plot is very like it's it's pretty pedestrian it's point a point b like you know you know exactly where everything is going and you even have some like unhelpful tropes when it comes to like the gender politics and also like racial politics of like not have only having the only black character being the villain um not great so you know doesn't really hold up in that way um but but yeah so that's that's kind of where I fall. Um, cool.
1: Well, thank you for that rousing endorsement.
2: <laughs> I know. I'm like, this is so funny. I was like, I'm gonna be so negative and be so mad, and then I'm like, oh wow, like, and
1: then you, <laughs> and then you actually watch the movie again, and you're like,
2: mm, you know what? Yeah. Well, it's
1: it's little touches. The the fact that the opening of the movie, the the buildings are lit in braille.
2: Oh, yeah. I Yes, that's yeah. cool. That
1: like, was that's a lot of fun. That's literally the first time I'd ever seen Braille on the big screen. It's and I'm true. Like, and my friends and I are like, oh, my God, Like we can actually read that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's so
2: cool. Yeah. I wish I could read Braille. It's not all it's cracked up
1: to be. I don't. I know it's not. Uh, uh, but I, and I don't want to be like, it's because Braille Braille is actually a dying art. It is, definitely. It is totally. A, oh, Braille. The the Braille printer in in Matt's office. It's the quietest braille printer I've you actually heard a Braille printer? No, this is great. I'm glad that you're giving this Evan. It sounds like five hundred thousand jackhammers. Because it's just
2: (laughs) (laughs) and then it prints like a line and then
1: it... it is ridiculously loud and terrible. And I'm like, where where is
2: this? I want
1: one of those. <laughs>
2: like, it's like, well, because ah. he would. That's so funny. Because then he would be like, possibly. Oh no, I can't understand what's going on. Or maybe five, depending oh, on how right. the writers yeah, how the
1: writers feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Um. Anyway, awesome. just well, that's great. I throw mean, that in there. <laughs> no, that's excellent. Because that is not experience that I have, and that is very good. I'm glad that you have. That experience to bring to the podcast because I that is an important and it is true that like only twenty percent was it I don't know I don't it's know a, the exact statistic but it's a small number. percentage yeah, of blind yeah. people can read braille
1: I can write it better than I can read it uh, oh, nice. I am I am shitty when it comes it's to reading braille
2: very hard it is so hard I've like a, like the yeah, I've seen they do like the egg thing where they're like, here are the different letters, um, and I'm like, okay, I think I could get this eventually. I could memorize this; that could probably be fine. But then to actually feel that and for it to translate on what I feel, I don't. I just don't know if I'd be able to get past, it because like, mm. it's very hard. And I know that it's like you get better at it, obviously, like anything with weird it's sensory stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, it is really hard to like figure out. I how mean, to do it that.
1: it literally took me two, almost two years, I think, to learn my letters and numbers. Because you just drill them over and over and over again.
2: Was that mostly to memorize them, or was it mostly to, like, be able to feel them properly? A little of both. Okay. Uh, Because Braille is divided up into two grades, grade one and grade two.
1: Grade one is literally just the letters and the numbers. Right. That's it. All you learn is the letters and the numbers and how to spell and write things. Grade two is everything else. Because... (laughs) braille is a bunch of fucking contractions and it's ridiculous right. it's cool but it's ridiculous yeah yeah it's 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 insane that's a whole nother i yeah, i know We're i literally more. yeah i literally used to do braille presentations for sighted kids in high school so like i can go through the entire thing why did
2: you need to do that or did you choose to do that? i chose to do okay it. that's good <laughs> it's fun It's, it's really good, good public speaking yeah, yeah no 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 <laughs> Well, no,
1: um, that's a whole other story, but yeah.
2: Oh, well, this is good. Public We're going to have speaking. to get into this if any other movies have Braille in them. Yes. Which we'll see. Yes, we'll see. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We can just bring it up even if it's not. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like that's one of the things. Sunglasses, cane, Braille. Braille. You got to hit those they're marks. All the, they're all the, it's visual shortcut for this person is blind. Right, because you got to do vision. which I mean part of me is like it's a movie so what else are you gonna do i there mean you know it is mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. but it is definitely mm-hmm. interesting and we'll we'll get a better sense of even yeah. more of that cinematic language as we keep going yeah. i mean would would i recommend that people watch daredevil ben ben
1: affleck's daredevil um yeah it's a very, <laughs> but it's a very like meh. It just it's just kind of it's time in it's, a lot of very, ways too. it's very much of its time I would say if people really want to watch Daredevil, you should watch Netflix Daredevil. It's yeah. just better.
2: <laughs> That's, we're going to have to watch it because I was not super into the Netflix one. So it'll be interesting to do go back and... Yeah, because I just... um, Yeah, now I'm like, don't want to... There's so much to talk about, but I want to... We'll have to watch the show because it will be really interesting to compare the two. Um, yeah but i guess for this one we we have to would you wait. would you recommend it to anyone um i i mean i think for me like the one i enjoyed about this was how personal for me it was mm-hmm. and i mean maybe that is because it like is a representation of like it's still in my head of, like, as a child being seen when I had no... Like, when I wasn't seeing it with blind friends, I was seeing it with people like my parents who also didn't, like, know... Like, it wasn't even... wasn't even allowed to be openly blind yet, so... um So I think that really made it feel very personal in a way, and I don't know if I could really recommend it for reasons outside of that. You know, like, so I feel like if I'm talking to someone... I'm not really sure what you get out of it entirely. I mean, I think maybe if you're talking about how to represent um, blindness in film, I do think it would be a good example, at least to like consider if that's something... Because, I mean, I guess as a blind filmmaker, it's something that's come up more in my life than literally in probably anyone else's life. So I'm like, this is a topic we always are talking about, blind people making films. I'm like, no, probably not a topic i have like always talking about.
1: I think I think what we're both, what we're both saying in like a roundabout way is yeah. we we because of who we are and our experiences like we watch this with rose tinted glasses like yeah. heavy rose tinted glasses nostalgia goggles what whatever whatever you want to call them
2: definitely yeah I think that's true yeah it's it's cheesy
1: and stupid and goofy and but you know there's actually. There's I I come away watching it this time and I'm like there's actually uh, a few things I really like in here.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it's surprising when you have low expectations going in. That's That's I mean, a glowing endorsement from us, yeah. There you go. Um, there you go. Yeah. So
1: next time we are gonna break from format just a little bit, a little. and we are going to talk about the TV show C. Yeah. Uh, if you want to see this, uh, oh. it is. I know, I know it's bad. I'm sorry. I know that um, you can you can watch it on uh, Apple TV. Which if you have a new Apple device, they are just giving subscriptions to this service away. It's crazy. Oh my
2: gosh.
1: Uh, yeah, I have it. I have it free for a year.
2: <gasps> can I get it free for a year? i updated my mac recently to zach (laughs)
1: oh well dang no you have to to physically buy a new device and then you get like a year free oh wow anyway yeah no anyway but we we are gonna uh watch it because i've been excited about this show since i saw the previews last
2: year last summer in in the one of their keynote presentations so, um, and I've had multiple people be like, I want to hear on your podcast what you're going to say about this, like just in my life. So, so we're going to do it <laughs> by popular demand. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, so look forward to that next time. We're going to be talking yeah. about Jason Momoa in C. <laughs> and we're going to try we're, this is like experimental since it's our first TV show. So, we're going to try to do two episodes at a time and like maybe put some movies in between. I mean, we probably will put some movies in between the two episodes, so we're kind of making our way through the season. It's an experiment. Maybe we'll get tired of that format halfway through and then, like, do them all in one episode or I don't know. Whatever. But we'll see how it works. But for now, we're going to start by doing the first couple episodes and and go from there. Um, But I'm really excited because it is an interesting and i haven't seen any of it yet so i'm excited to me too
1: i'm i'm excited to to finally talk about this with somebody
2: i know (laughs) this will this this podcast so great um good for us for making this podcast (laughs) Yay! okay this is our segment that we do every week called stuff to do um what is your stuff to do this week
1: okay so uh i i actually have been thinking about this a little bit and uh i i have something uh so my stuff to do this week is uh it's binge watch uh if you have netflix boot that up and binge watch tiger king this thing is crazy it is it's a it's a seven-part documentary series it's a limited series so there's only ever going to be seven episodes and it tells the story of joe exotic (laughs) Joe Exotic is a gay mullet-wearing gun-toting cowboy oh my God, who lives what? in Oklahoma and has 227 tigers.
2: What is this called? I'm writing the Tiger out. King.
1: Yeah, I, I know. I, mean, I know. I I I know thought I'm about, recording I this thought about it. it. I thought about it when I was watching. I was like, Sky would really like this. Thank you for
2: yeah <laughs> for being
1: there for me. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. It's called Tiger King. It will it will eat up all of your time. I binge watched. Oh, but I am so busy thing. right now with the coronavirus. I know, I'm just doing right? so all the time. So, so busy. much going on. So busy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally was like, okay, I'm going to parse this out. I'm going to watch like two episodes a night so I can make it last. I watched all seven last night. Oh my god, it's insane! Are
2: they? Wait, are they half? Did you say if they're half hour, hour,
1: forty like forty five okay. minutes?
2: So yeah, so like basically
1: classic hour. hour. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the the docu series is called Tiger King. It's on Netflix i don't really want to say much about the plot or anything because honestly it's i've told you everything you need to know yeah definitely it's real crazy and it's super good so yeah it's awesome tiger king netflix
2: mine is a little bit um well kind of portland specific because it is during the coronavirus which is uh, we have a schedule that we're back Vlogging these so hopefully this will come out at a time past the coronavirus but who knows probably not um but we um but yeah because of the everything in my life getting canceled (laughs) um I have like very much needed some routine um and finding a way to kind of maintain routine when I don't have like even the ability to go to a coffee shop that I always go to to like you know, hang out and talk to my neighbors. So um, what I've been doing is I have been getting my comfort food, which is cold brew from Stumptown um, coffee. I love their cold brew. And then vegan donuts from Dough Donuts, which is all vegan. These are both Portland specific. Um, But being able to like wake up and being like, I'm going to have the cold brew I really like and a donut has really helped me to kind of treat myself when I'm in a very kind of like isolated and feeling stressed out and also feeling very adrift it is really nice to have something that I'm um still can have because it's not canceled like everything else um and just something that's routine do you uh do you freeze your donuts to make them
1: last longer or do you just eat them I refrigerate them you refrigerate okay
2: um yeah I guess I probably could freeze them well
1: So I ask because I actually have a friend who works, uh, who worked on a, um, on an apple orchard last summer and they take their, and they make all kinds of things with these, with their apples. And one of the things they make is apple fritters. Oh yeah. And she's like, I will send you some. I put them in the freezer and I'm sending you them uh,
2: in the mail. (laughs) So hopefully they get there soon. But I'm like, huh, I guess you could freeze a donut, couldn't you? That is Mm -hmm. true. Yeah. Because I always refrigerate them, which I think, Mm -hmm. I think probably makes them last longer than if you don't. But I'm. Oh yeah, no, don't. Because if you
1: leave them out, they'll get rock hard after
2: a couple of right, days. Right, right. I always refrigerate. Yeah, that I always do. Um, but, but yeah, it is something that I've been experimenting. Because like, you have to get like things delivered, and it's too far for me to actually go there anyway. But um, but because of that, I'm like, I want to get a decent amount at one time so I can like just pay the delivery fee and all that stuff like once. But then I'm like, I don't want to get so much that by like. In a while, I'm still eating ones that are now pretty old, so it is that balancing act. So, I mean, I guess I have time to perfect the balancing act because this is the new normal, I guess. Not to end on that sad note. That's okay. That, that
1: sounds that sounds wonderful. You can binge nice. you can binge Tiger King and yes. drink coffee and eat any donuts. Yeah, I don't need a life. You, you've got an evening right there. Yeah,
2: perfect. Or an
1: afternoon. Or a morning. Or
2: yeah, whatever. What a is day. time? What, is, what anything? is time?
1: Oh my god! I know. <laughs> I woke up this morning and I was like, "Is it
2: Tuesday? Is it is it Monday? Is, oh, it's and Wednesday. then you're like, "It's Wednesday." Yeah. Oh, fuck! It's Wednesday. Yeah. God. At least we still have a podcast <laughs> That's true Our theme song was Written and performed by the amazing Lucia Fasano You can check her out um, at luciafasano.bandcamp.com. She has a lot of really great stuff um, We did get social media you can follow us on twitter at white cane pod or on instagram at citizen white cane uh, you can send us an email to citizen white cane pod at gmail.com and um, of course don't forget to subscribe and rate and review and all that stuff yeah cool thank you see you in a couple weeks bye